Greetings, fellow nerds and geeks. Why don't you pull yourself up a chair, grab yourself a beverage, and prepare to enjoy a geek-tastic conversation. Welcome to the Geek Easy. Welcome back to the Geek Easy Podcast. This is episode number 74 for November 6th, 2019. I am Pixel Dan, and I am joined once again by Jonathan Leonard. Hey. And Jaron McCaffrey. What's up? What is going on, guys? Back yeah. at it again. Back at yeah. it again. Back at yeah. it again. It's, not, it's a lot less freaky in here. It's a lot less freaky in here now. We are just past uh, the Halloween season. We are rolling into the holiday season now. Rapidly. It's crazy. I was looking at the calendar and realizing that like I literally like have Thanksgiving no is next week. I have no yeah. weekends open for the rest of the year because it's just like all holiday stuff from this point forward. It's ridiculous. So if they, like, if any of us still had retail jobs, we would have been in holiday mode for two months now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it is here. It's coming fast and furious. But we got some fun things to talk about today. This is, is going to be Fast and Furious. Uh, no, but uh, that can't be true. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, there definitely has to be. Christmas. I mean, <laughs> there I'm is. In. I'm sure there is, but not today. However, there is another franchise that Jaren's a big fan of that we will be discussing today. One that I'm sure uh, you've been looking forward to talking about. All the thoughts. So I'm excited that we're going to be uh, diving into Terminator: Dark Fate on this episode. But before we get into our movie review, there's a couple news items. There's not a lot of things really to discuss, at least that we wanted to discuss on this podcast. And that's how this works, because it's our show, so we talk about whatever we want. Whatever we want. (laughs) Um, But I guess one of the big uh, topics in the nerd world or geek world or whatever you want to call it, and this is about a week old at this point, but still worth bringing up, uh, and that is that the Game of Thrones creators of David... Benioff and D.B. Weiss have announced that they have left their Star Wars project. Now, it was announced uh, a while back that they had been given the next trilogy, the next Star Wars trilogy, and I think that was after Rian Johnson exited the next Star Wars trilogy. It was given to these guys, Um, and uh, we didn't have any information on what this trilogy was going to be yet, but this was supposed to be like the first non-Skywalker Star Wars trilogy that Disney was going to do, so it was going to be all new stuff, and these guys were the head of it, and apparently that's not the case anymore. Uh, So before we discuss it, let me just read this blurb real quick. It says that the pair who were set to helm the next Star Wars Cinematic Trilogy have left the project because of scheduling conflicts by their recent deal with Netflix. So apparently they've worked out some sort of deal for a show on Netflix and they decided that was more important than Star Wars. And it's really interesting, too, because that kind of feels like uh, Netflix kind of firing at Disney over the whole Disney (laughs) Plus thing, maybe. I don't know. Like they just straight stole their their Star Wars directors. I don't know if there's more to the story than that. We can't move that schedule. It's it's important. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I don't know if that's that's what's going on there or if there's more to that story. Because uh, I, I saw it first, like people were talking about them being fired off of Star Wars, but these articles don't seem to say that they were fired. It seems yeah. like they were left on their own. So uh, I don't I know mean, if there's when, more. Remember when news breaks, it's like 90% jump to conclusions. Yeah, absolutely. Facts come out. absolutely. And then even when facts come out, 
you know, studios don't necessarily air all of the dirty laundry. Creators don't necessarily air all of the dirty laundry. So who who knows? Right. Chances are they just got real busy and it was a big project to take on and they've got other stuff going on. Uh, I don't view it as a particularly good or bad thing. I mean, I, I really had no opinion on this. Yeah. Like, the news broke and I was just kind of like, hmm, all right, whatever. Like, I... <laughs> I have zero expectations for this new movie. I didn't get, like, super excited when these guys got announced because, I mean, I think we've talked about before, like, John and I specifically didn't even watch a whole lot of Game of Thrones. Um, So it's not like I was super amped over this. So I had no feelings one way or the other. The internet, on the other hand, I noticed was kind of... There was, like, a lot of memes off of this because I, I guess there was... A lot of blame put on them for the last season of Game of Thrones being terrible because they were quickly trying to get away from it to get nope. jump onto their Star Wars project. That was for sure the narrative. Yeah. yeah. Except that also doesn't make any sense because that, I mean, if they were in that big of a hurry, why did it take two years for that season to come out? I don't, I don't know. I don't well, know. The, yeah. I mean, I, well, it's not like they had it sitting in the can for 11 months. And, right. You know. Well, I mean, there was a lot of shooting and stuff. To, I mean, there were some big battles and big scene, bigger scenes yeah. than they've had in any of the others. Well, um, I, and, and I guess the narrative was more like, you know, not that they were in a hurry as much as they were bored of Game of Thrones like and had in. this like, yeah, phoned it in because they had this oh, other thing that much on the side. Okay. Well, you know, yeah. well, also that last season was the first season that wasn't based on a book right like no, they basically wrote the last that three yeah. seasons oh the last couple seasons yeah. okay because i've seen a lot of people saying that too like that, like they showed how terrible they were at telling stories when they didn't have a book to draw from and stuff i don't know i mean i don't were they the showrunner for the entire run there because i thought other guys started that show Game i don't know i couldn't tell you i, I was know. under the impression that they were for there for the entire show. I mean, this article called them creators. Right. Okay. The creators. Well, they may have been. I just I, yeah. so, I mean, I, like I knew some other names from some of the earlier seasons, but they could have just been like regular directors or something. Right. Like okay. That too, yeah. So. Well, I, I watched I watched all the Game of Thrones and I stopped enjoying it. Like. I don't know season three. Yeah. I, I they, they did a bunch that was still based on books that I didn't enjoy. Yeah, okay, so. right. <laughs> I would contest bad. that they weren't that prolific of storytellers when they were basically. <laughs> I only yeah, saw so. the first two seasons and I yeah. stopped watching it, and that, it was just that whole. And that's know. the reason I stopped watching because I just kind of got bored with it after a while, and it was kind of one of those shows that to me existed to frustrate you into watching more of it. Like every time <laughs> I started to like a character. That character would be dead within three episodes. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody who was like a mainstay outside of Peter Dinklage, and maybe a couple of other like I liked Daenerys' story for the whole time I was watching it. Yeah. I liked Peter Dinklage's story for the whole time I was watching it. But for the most part, uh, I just I got bored with everybody who stuck around for the whole time, <clears throat> and the people that did excite me didn't last very long. And so every time I like, started to really get into something, and they would just take it away from me, and I'm like, all right, like am I am I just watching this for revenge on the <laughs> characters that are killing the characters I like, or because that's basically what happened. I stuck through until Joffrey died, and then I couldn't. Oh. I didn't have any motivation to keep going anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I hated that kid, and I couldn't wait to see him die. And then he did, and I was like, all right, I feel like my mission here well. is done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can do that. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, the the I just noticed that there was a lot of uh, a lot of memes that basically amounted to, oh well. 
thanks for making last season of Game of Thrones suck so you can hurry up and get fired from Star Wars. Like, that's basically kind of what the narrative seemed to be yeah. after this story broke. And, like, I, I found that a little funny, like, yeah. that people were doing that. But, yeah, yeah I, I just had no feelings one way or the yeah. other on it. So. Well, that's the thing with internet jokes sometimes, too. You don't even necessarily know if the person making the joke actually believes it or takes it seriously. Right. Sometimes it's just a funny gag. It's just to jump on you know, the, yeah. the trending topic exactly. and make a joke. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. I, I have zero expectations. I don't even know what we're getting out of these movies. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Like, I'm at a point where I'm not sure what to expect out no. of Episode Nine still. So, I, I don't know. Well, it's I think, like... like the, the, the Star Wars franchise since Disney, Disney took over has been plagued by um, just having bad interactions with filmmakers, I think. Like, they had the kind of... When Marvel was getting started, they got... I don't know if they got lucky or if they really did their homework or combination of both or what, but they kept picking, you know, filmmakers that were right for the movies, giving giving them some room to do whatever they wanted to do, and it just hit and it worked every time, and they kind of grew from there, and then they sort of formed it into a formula. And the Star Wars movies, they seem to kind of start with a formula, and then they try to, you know, peg the same style of like younger up and comer or a guy they can grab from TV and mm-hmm. or whatever else and it just they've had more fails than hits so far from from their perspective at least. Yeah. I'm not even complaining as a fan. I've liked all the movies that have come out so far, yeah. but I just know they've been plagued with problems, you know, they right. they've had uh, extensive reshoots that they had to do on uh Rogue One. Rogue and One they had was to a big bring one. in, you know, basically other people to come and finish that guy's <clears throat> movie you know oh that's and, right and, uh they had to fire the guys from solo because they were making a completely different movie than they wanted then you know rian rian is it how you say? i think it's rian johnson yeah, rian johnson was supposed to do the second of this trilogy and then his own trilogy and he got a bunch of backlash for the last jedi and now and then isn't doing another trilogy now except actually i've heard within the last couple of days that they may be talking to him again <laughs> but, but at the time, you know, like yeah. he was going to be a big deal, and then he wasn't in the universe anymore. Colin Trevorrow made all that money with the Jurassic Park movie, and so he was going to do the third installment, you know, the one that's coming out soon right. here, episode nine. And uh, then he made another movie after Jurassic Park and tanked, and then he wasn't doing a Star Wars movie anymore. They were yeah. going back to J.J. Abrams, because thus far he's been really the only one they've hired that they've had a pretty good experience with in front of and and behind the camera, it seems. you know? Right. So, it's a weird dichotomy between those two franchises, both owned and ran by the same company, and they just get completely different results with the stuff they're trying, it seems. Yeah, I just, it is weird because um, I was one of the people, like, when they, they announced the acquisition of Star Wars and were like, and now we're going to do all these movies. I was real excited because of their track record with Marvel. I was like, this is going to be great. Now we're going to get, like, the same quality movie set in the Star Wars universe all the time, and that's going to be fantastic because that's kind of the thing I've always wanted to see. And that's definitely not what we've gotten. Yeah. And, you know, like, I've been fine with the movies that we've got, but they certainly don't feel like they're on the same level as even the Marvel stuff as far as, like, excitement and everything goes and quality even. Yeah. Well, you know, it just it's, – it's really just – there are so many X factors that you can't pin down. Yeah. And we were talking, we did the Freak Easy, and mm-hmm. we were talking about the Halloweens. Mm-hmm. I watched Makings of for H2O and for Curse of Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Curse of Michael Myers is terrible, and yep. everybody knows it's terrible. And when you watch the making of, they all blame it on 
oh, we got this note last minute. We had to change this. We lost this actor. Right. They can't, you know, the studio <clears> sent <throat> us notes on this, and we had to change this. We had to reshoot, you know, all this stuff. Um, you watch the making of H2O. All that stuff happened to them, too. They had, you know, actors. They, they, they had stuff they had to reshoot. They had actors right. they quit. They had notes that they had to change. Uh, they had to redo. They, they did an entire cut of the movie with a certain composer and the way he had orchestrated it. When they watched it, they decided they didn't like it, and so they had to redo all the music and go back. So, huh. you know, you just can't, like... yeah. You know, movies, that's going to happen in movies. Like, there's just so many X factors, whether or not something comes together. You know, you can't... Like, the same way, like, those problems didn't ruin H2O, but they're blamed for ruining Five. Like, you know... Right, right, right. same recipes for success don't necessarily work. Exactly. Because the the narrative tends to be, you hear about, well, the studio got involved and... um, you know, this didn't work out, that didn't work out, whatever. And sometimes that is a bigger problem than others, for sure. Um, some studios, it's a bigger problem than others, for sure, I would think. But at the same time, like you're saying, like really all big-budget Hollywood movies, like right. studio movies for, for the last decades, that's how they're made. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm also saying, though, like the the same way, like, Certain disasters yeah. don't affect movies the same way. Like this, the recipe for success doesn't work the same way. Okay, okay. you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I mean, how many uh, movies tried to recreate what pirates did? Yeah, uh, even <clears throat> like mm-hmm. two or three of the pirates tried to recreate what the pirates <laughs> did. You know, and, and it just didn't quite come through the same way. Yeah. It didn't land the same way. So yeah. there's just you know you never know what X factors are going to make a difference in anything like that. Yeah. True that. True that. But, uh, I mean, we're still always going to have Star Wars. So I mean, they paid a lot of money for that franchise. Yeah, They're not yeah, yep. going to let it just go away. Yep. You know, they just spent all that money building extra additions to their theme parks that are Star Wars themed. They are not going to let those movies go away. No. <laughs> they no. they have to keep yeah. that, that income flowing. Yep. So. And if they slow down on them a little bit, that's fine. Yep. You know? I mean, they own it now, so yeah. they're going to, yep. Uh, but speaking of other Star Wars stuff, at least something that... I'm I'm pretty excited about. Uh, we've talked about it a little bit, but they just released a new trailer for The Mandalorian, and Disney Plus is launching in like two weeks at this point, right? The fourteenth, sixteenth, twelfth. Really? Yeah. Ooh. So it's real close. Yeah. yeah. So Mandalorian is going to be starting real, real soon. Like probably by the next like time we record next Tuesday, right? Next time we record, we'll be able to talk about The Mandalorian, yeah. which is awesome. Um, is it so, going to be a whole? Are we going to have to binge the whole series the day it comes out? Actually, no, they, because releasing them are they one okay, episode gotcha. a week? Yep, okay. is the way they're going to do it. Is it so, weekly? I think it's weekly. I think, um, but Disney Plus they're not going to do the binge thing at all with their original shows. All their shows oh, yeah. are going to be cool. Yeah, they're going to release them on an episode at a time. Which you know what? I'm kind of okay with. Like it's weird. We're in this culture now where we do just binge everything. Like that's just happened. But I I feel a little relieved that I don't have to sit down and binge watch. Well, that you know, my, yeah, for sure. Um, I, my, my, actually, my fa- I, I still like to binge, but my favorite thing to yeah. do is smaller binges. Like, um, I'll let, you know, like the shows I watch that are new, I let them build up, you know, two, three, maybe four. Uh-huh. So I can have an afternoon, yeah, that's, not like a weekend of them. You right, know what I mean? Yeah, so that's like, So good. I'm cool with that. You know, I'll let them. I mean, we uh, when we binge, we only can binge like two or three episodes at a time. Right. And we do it, you know, a couple nights a week. So so we don't really get a chance to fly through them all in one day or one weekend. It still takes us a 
couple weeks sometimes to get through a whole show. Yeah. And and I hate that I feel like I'm racing the world sometimes with that stuff. Like, <laughs> like it's amazing to me how people will just be done with an entire show like 24 hours yeah, after by, it's by come out. Yeah, yeah, well. and they're already on the internet like, I can't wait for the next season, this and that. And they're talking yeah. about everything, and I'm just like, oh, blinders everywhere. Like, yeah. I have to be careful everywhere I look. So I feel like a lot – well, I shouldn't say a lot. I feel like there are people – that also just sort of skim watch yeah. some of that stuff, especially when it first comes out. Like, you know, most of the first episode, most of the last episode, and, and, and some time in between here. <laughs> because there's been times where I've seen, like, reviews or heard uh, descriptions of stuff, you know, where by the time I go and watch the show, I'm like, none of that's even all that accurate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're probably yeah. right. You're so, probably well, right. Well, I think, I think it's, like, 50-50, though. Like, you know, a lot of people are like, you guys us you yeah. know uh, and that's why that's why i like the the spoiler you know i don't know spoiler culture or backlash or whatever is so yeah. vicious now because yeah. you know what i mean because like everybody who has time to watch it when it comes out and like takes vacation or doesn't work that day or whatever they do to right. watch it and then post on the internet about it i was gonna say that's the thing <laughs> everybody don't, else gets super mad about it we don't just watch this stuff anymore we make sure to scream all of our thoughts out as we're having them <laughs> to the entire world like that's just yeah. the way we are now yeah. so it's like yeah it's crazy complains three guys with a podcast yeah <laughs> yeah exactly exactly i also love people who get yelled at for for spoilers for movies that came out like two years ago. i know <laughs> or, that longer. That's, you know, or yeah. longer that's yeah that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know. There, I there's also feel... a difference. I would say there's a difference because there, there's like us that do the podcast, and it's like you know we know we're a spoiler podcast, and we announce our topics. Yeah, and even when we start to talk about the topics, we're like spoiler alert. Stop it if you want. Yeah, uh, and then there's people that are out there that like just tweet, hey. Snape killed Dumbledore. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know what you I mean? Were, and people were, who make that before the... before Twitter when you just had to drive around screaming that? <laughs> Snape killed... <laughs> One of the best viral videos ever. I remember laughing so hard yep. at that. Yep. That <laughs> was so, ridiculous. I mean, it's been, bogus yeah, as heck, but it's so funny. Would have been the person on Earth that I've been in that line. <laughs> <laughs> but, but watching it happen on the internet, can't stop laughing. <laughs> Well, that I mean, makes us part of the problem. To, to be enti- yep. to be entirely fair, though, that had already happened in the book. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, yeah. You know? Well, no, it was the that was what it was. Right? The book release. Yeah, it was the book release. Yeah, it was the book release. It was no, because yeah. the the video was people oh, standing in line outside right, of a Barnes and Noble waiting for the midnight yeah, release, and a car up. drives by and just screams, "Snake killed Dumbledore!" And some girl just goes, "No." <laughs> It's ridiculous. I love how dude. Seen that one. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was one of those early viral videos. It's so that it, yeah, it was <laughs> it was real messed up, but I, I sure did laugh at it because, so. yep, yep. Uh, the release schedule is mostly weekly. Mostly, because I, I knew I'd see. I just looked it up. Yeah, well, like the first one's Tuesday the twelfth at launch date, and then that following Friday is episode two. Okay, so it's two it's that week. Pretty much Fridays until towards the very end, uh, they do one on. So it goes uh, the Friday, the twenty second, the 29th, December sixth, December thirteenth, and then Wednesday the eighteenth, and then not until December twenty seventh for the finale. Okay. So there's like a, like a <laughs> right so, after Christmas. Well, well, no. So they get they get one in bef- right before the movie, right? And then you have to wait till after the movie to see the finale. Oh, weird. Oh, yeah. 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 That's, that's interesting. That, that is the date that the movie releases to it, right. like the 19th or yep. whatever. Yep. 
So, so have you seen the thing already where they're already they've already said something like? I only remember f- that because I was so confused when he sent that text. <laughs> <laughs> he sent us a text that said, uh, "Oh, I got I got tickets for Star Wars on the 19th." I just automatically assumed. That was the 19th of this month. I was like, what? That's not. What? <laughs> Actually, it was, it was last month, though. Yeah. I was super confused. And then he explained, and I felt like an idiot. <laughs> Did you see there? Disney has already said that the first episode of The Mandalorian is supposed to be like a huge spoiler for the state of the Star Wars universe at that time. And I don't know what that means. I don't even know. Like, that's it. It it's just a weird way to word that. It means They're somebody's like, going to talk about Emperor Kylo Ren. But this has taken place before the episode 7, 8, That's 9. why it's such right? a That's big deal. Yeah. What? Mm. Oh, before 7, 8, 9? This movie takes place between the Jedi with the fall of the Empire. This place after Return of the Jedi with the fall of the Empire. Okay. So that's why like, like we see stormtroopers and stuff, like original trilogy style stormtroopers yeah. in this, but they're like... After the Empire has fallen and they're like hanging on, kind of like you know, the so Empire's just, still. So that's just a clickbait news it's item. It's what it felt like. Yeah. It felt very clickbait. Uh, you know, because I, I read that and I was just like, so you mean like the plot of the series is going to be revealed in the first episode? Because that doesn't seem very far fetched. <laughs> you know, I was gonna I was gonna bring this up a minute ago because I feel like corporations are just like releasing clickbait news. Yeah, that's like for announcements sure. now. You know what I yeah. mean? I, I don't even mean like they're like, oh, this will be a good article for our well, they're playing news into outlet. The culture. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. You know, that's why, you know, uh what's his name? James Gunn fired. <laughs> He's fired. He's gone, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Great. You're right. Oh, two weeks, two weeks and you're you're cool. Or well what, that was a few months it, and he was back. Right. But uh Spider Man. Nope, we can't we can't reach an agreement. Uh huh. Up oh, two weeks, we're cool, guys. Never mind. Probably was probably wasn't ever as bad as our articles made it out to be. Say, well, actually, they got it on both ones. They're like, ah, there's no more Spider Man. He's fired. <laughs> Spider Man's back. Yeah. <laughs> I saw uh, a headline that was saying either Sony or Disney had kind of blamed the media for overblowing those contract negotiations in the first place, which I'm not gonna, like. I'm not going to feel sorry for Disney or Sony mm, because. Right. The, the media media to them, you know. But that's, <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, right. But, but that's also exactly what we said as soon as that we news came it. out. Yeah, we I was like, yeah, yeah, maybe not. But also, this is brand new and there's plenty of time. So yeah, who yeah. knows, you know? Yeah. All right. Hey, so in this trailer, there was a couple things I wanted to point out that I'm going to get real weird, nerdy, Star Wars style. So, Run, weird, nerdy. Yeah. So, first of all, I do love the look of this show already like it just looks very star wars and cinematic and it has a very original trilogy feel just because of i don't know like the the location i mean i don't know it it looks like tatooine or another tatooine-esque planet which i don't know like we see that a lot but whatever it looks cool um you know there's like ugnots in the trailer and other like familiar alien species and that's really neat um like man the mandalorians got like that fork-looking gun, which is totally a nod to Boba Fett's first appearance in the holiday special, the animation, because he was carrying that thing. So that's cool. Um, I think it looks awesome, and I'm really excited for it. But I'm going to get like a little nitpicky about something in this trailer that happens. So he's like, he's a bounty hunter, and cool, that's awesome. And like he gets his, his prey or whatever, the guy he's hunting, and like carbon freezes him. And so, like, I immediately just go back to the movies, and I'm like, all right, hold the phone. 
Like, okay, carbon freezing, that's cool. It's a neat nod to Star Wars. But in Empire Strikes Back, like, that wasn't like a thing that they did to people. Like, <laughs> Vader had them test the carbon freezing chamber on Han to make sure somebody could survive the process so that they can in turn use it on Luke so that he can bring Luke back to the, the Emperor, right? Yeah. And they had, like, this giant, like, chamber for it because it was, like, that's what they did there is they froze things. Yeah. Uh, so now they're just carbon freezing everybody. That's just become a regular thing now. Like the bounty, works. the bounty hunters yeah, were wanna, just like, "That's a good idea. We're all gonna do that." I don't want to undercut yeah. your nerd rage, bro. But, but if there's anything that Death Star has taught us, it's that if something <laughs> in the Star Wars universe works, they're gonna keep doing it. Okay. Well, uh, it's, that's it's just, not nerd rage. I'm just being nitpicky. No, because also on, like I, it's like he just had a, like a portable carbon freezing thing in his well, ship. What's that? Technology advances, bro. Okay. Okay. And also, once that worked on Han, wouldn't that be like sure. all of the bounty hunter rage? <laughs> like, For Fett sure. was immediately like, "Guys, check this out!" <laughs> and just like, like sent that out to everyone. Yeah. Like, like, like sold his uh, no, plans. No, for, no, once, that's gonna be the Jabba, once Jabba gets one, yeah. Once Jabba gets somebody frozen all in the other night, huts won't every won't other, one? every other, hut, yeah, every other yeah. gangster in the galaxy, <laughs> then it's blue. Well, I got, I got six. Look, this is that's gonna be the spoiler. This is Dylan. This is Derek. All right, that's going right. to be the spoiler for the uh, for the universe as a whole. As you find out that Boba Fett did survive that Sarlacc pit, and then he immediately came out of it and patented the carbon freezing <laughs> units, patented. and now he's just sitting there sipping margaritas on a beach planet somewhere. <laughs> well, the bounty hunters roll, are out there. Rolling, yeah, rolling through with all his carbon freezing money. <laughs> I hope they I hope they dread Pirate Roberts his armor. <laughs> so the new guy is just he's, he's calling himself Boba Fett, but it's just Carrie Ellis the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that show so many times. <laughs> oh man! Somebody would be in the Disney mailroom going, "Why does this guy keep sending us checks? <laughs> He's already subscribed." <laughs> well, I'm excited for it, and we'll get to talk about it on the next episode. So that's going to be sweet. Bring on Disney we'll Plus. Was that, was that the only episode? That's the yeah. only thing specifically I wanted to bring yeah. up the carbon freezing thing. I think everything else about it looks great, and there's not there's still a good amount of mystery to it, which I appreciate. Like <clears> they're showing a lot of like quick glimpses of things, and uh, they still haven't like given us this character's real name or shown his face or anything. Like, I mean, like we know the actor, but still right. they haven't. Like I like that so far this character is just this mysterious Mandalorian who's a bounty hunter. Yeah. I like that. I think that's cool. So, um, well, I, I kind of wonder if they're not doing that because it's not Boba Fett, but they don't want to say it's not Boba Fett. Well, I don't think it is. Well, I mean, like, I wouldn't be surprised though, if they like, do something with Boba Fett. Well, but I mean, they don't want to say. I'm saying they don't oh, want to say. You know what I for mean? For the reg- like the people who don't are right. like the people who are looking at it and going, "Oh, it's that Boba Fett guy from yes. the old Star Wars movies." I see yes. what you're saying. Like they're they're not telling people that they're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> that it's exactly yeah, okay. I get you. Exactly, I get you. Um, I also want to point out. I think it looks like it's got a real western vibe to it uh-huh and i think that looks awesome and like they keep showing both uh, well not both they keep showing the mandalorian right character like quick drawing people yeah and i think that well looks awesome. that's gonna yeah, be one of the sure. cool things <laughs> like, about not having about that. that's gonna be one of the cool things about having jedis in a yeah. movie right like we just get to see that sort of side of the star wars universe which is awesome and honestly like westerns had an influence on george's original vision for yeah, those original I mean, movies like, right like, like i mean they, they were 
kind of trying to make a space western of sorts. Yeah, mm, no, I don't like, think so. That's Star Trek was always Star Trek was sold as a space western. Really? I always th- yeah. Hmm. I always thought. Um, I don't. I don't get the same. Oh, Star definitely. Trek never had quite the actiony. Well, well, well. It, they, he definitely did not deliver anything close to a space western. But that's what he sold. That's what he sold the the story on when he was trying to get it like produced or whatever. <clears throat> he was like, "Oh, it's gonna be a space western," and then they were like, "Okay, cool." And then he made Star Trek instead. <laughs> um, I, but well, I had always, you know, there's just so much with Star Wars that is, you know fantasy sci-fi fantasy you know it's got knights and wizards and knights and wizards I, yeah and I've, i know other other than other of, than han i never got anything western from those well and he drew a lot of inspiration from like like samurais and stuff like that too right like vader's well, look is yeah. supposed to be very samurai um, but but he was mostly like trying to revisit like uh buck rogers right buck rogers and oh, okay that because because yeah. star wars uh, you always hear being a product of the 30-year cycle because they were trying to make they wanted, he wanted to make Buck Rogers. That's why they were making um, uh, Indiana Jones because it was kind of like the old serials and pulps oh, and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, like so, the pulp stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Dude, the cast list for this show is bananas. Yeah? Like Nick Dolte's in this thing. Oh, Bill, wow. Bill Burr, who I thought I saw in the yeah. trailer, and I went, man, that guy looks way too much like Bill Burr. <laughs> Apparently is oh, him. Just Bill Burr. Yeah. Giancarlo Esposito's in it. Uh, Werner Herzog, which I like that they're doing the... the uh, they're going with the. Remember when episode seven started and it was all Max von Sydow talking? No. They just kind of hone in on scary German guy, oh. giving, you oh, an, giving, yeah, yeah. giving you the overview, and then the trailer here does the same thing. They just had to go find a different scary German guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Carl Weathers is in there. Ming Na Wen from uh, Agents of Shield is in there, which that's when I saw uh-huh. in this trailer. You know, yeah, the, the news on that. So there's like a bunch of people in there. Yeah, that are recognizable. I'm excited. I yeah. hope it's awesome because yeah. it looks awesome. So that's going to be cool stuff. All right. Well, was there any other trailers or anything you guys want to discuss, or do we want to just jump straight to Terminator? Because I don't really have anything else I want to. That was yeah, my one thing. Some, yeah, I mean, some new trailers have hit, but nothing that really requires description, I guess. Okay. So. Well, then I want to turn it over to Jaron to kick this off then, because this is you. You described this as like like this was your most anticipated movie. Yeah. This is like Terminator is not your, even of the year. Just, right. Just his most anticipated. <laughs> yes. movie. Well, Terminator is your franchise. Since Genesis. Yeah, this is this is your franchise <laughs> since Genesis. So this is like your franchise. Yeah. So I'm going to let you kick this off. And. Of course, as we talked about before, we're going to go full spoilers on this. Full spoilers. If you have not seen Terminator Dark Fate and you don't want to be spoiled, come back to this part of the episode. Uh, just go see Terminator Dark If you haven't seen Terminator Pause Dark it, Fate, why not? Watch the movie. Yeah, go watch the come movie. come back and press we'll play. We'll be here. Yep. Go watch the movie. It's awesome. <laughs> there Spoiler you go. alert. Spoiler it's awesome. Alert. It's I love awesome. it. Do yeah. we have to sit here till they get back? Yeah. But it's cool because te- <laughs> technology works so that... I got to go to work in the morning. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, John. All right, Jaren, kick it away. Kick it off, Jaren. Um, man, I liked it so much. Yeah, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, d- should I start by talking about? I guess we should talk about the franchise because I love the Terminator franchise uh-huh. so much, and it is always the one, one and two were the slumber party staple. 
Yeah. You know, um, on the Freak Easy, we talked about a lot about the horror movies and stuff I watched on Slumber Parties. Right. Um, but I wasn't allowed to watch those. I was allowed to watch the Terminators. So, like, we had the Terminator in my house. We had Terminator 2 in my house. I watched those movies so many times. And so I still get that, like, nostalgia bump from them. Totally. But I also just love those freaking movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love Terminator 3. Yeah, Terminator Three is so good, and anybody, yeah. anybody, everybody out there right now who thinks they don't like Terminator Three, they haven't watched it. Terminator Three is so good, they, so they good. They just haven't watched it, or they haven't, or they don't remember. <laughs> you don't remember <laughs> it. So it, it kind of when when it hit, you know, it was like <clears throat> it was after True Lies mm-hmm. when all action movies had to have like some comedy in them, so. They leaned a little heavier into like a comedy kind of funny action uh, tone that doesn't quite feel right with the Terminator because he's not supposed he's emotionless robot not supposed to you know have comedic timing which he does a lot okay <laughs> um, so like I think at the time it felt uh, off didn't feel right. But anybody who thinks that they're wrong. Awesome. <laughs> By the time they got to the, like the end of that movie, blew my mind. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, like that's one of the strongest finishes <clears throat> ever in that franchise. Yeah, of yeah, well, ever. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beyond that franchise, I would agree with you. Yeah, like, oof, it's awesome. I love it so much. Um, but it doesn't exist anymore. It's been it wiped. It's been anymore. wiped out. <laughs> it doesn't. Um, Salvation is. I try to make myself like it. <laughs> I try really hard, man, and and I really appreciate because they're trying to do they're trying to do it backwards, right? Yeah, like they they contrived the 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 least sense a story could possibly make to bring somebody from the past to the future, and it just it it, it like it's interesting because you know they've been sending people back every time, and this time they're bringing somebody forward. Yeah, good idea. It doesn't work. There, there's mm. a lot of fun things you can say about it, but it they don't work. come together when you watch. I never like, saw this one. I liked. Uh, uh, I mean, I like Anton Yelchin, who we, who we lost way too soon. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so I always kind of remember that part of it fondly. Um, I, I mean, was, I like Christian Bale. He was also not good in that. Well, not I like great, I like but, Anton Yelchin, yeah, but not, he he's you know, he's he's a great. Well, Christian Bale's not great in that. And, Christian and, Bale is you know, not great yeah. in that. <laughs> uh, Nothing works in that. And did you know it's directed by? It's a Mick G movie. Yeah, yep. I, I was so <laughs> I was so disappointed. I, I don't know if I hey, I don't know me, if I didn't me, know or forgot I'll, or I'll, what. I'll positive spin this for you. No, uh, no. <laughs> Terminator Salvation may be why uh, Mick G had to run to Netflix <laughs> to, make, to make the Babysitter. No, oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> So you're welcome. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying nothing good came of it. Well, when they when they did the the scene with the T800s at the end, and you got the de-aged Arnold Schwarzenegger, I remember yeah. kind of marking out for that because I thought that was pretty cool. And the de-aging thing was much newer then. Yeah, you know, so you didn't see it all the time. So that was kind of fun. It's pretty good too. Um, I think that yeah, it for was. being like a for being like you know yeah. a first big outing of of that technology, I was impressed. Um, it's the only prequel i can ever think of that takes place 30 years after the, the movie and that's <laughs> it's a, prequeling you know? oh yeah that's <laughs> like you know, yeah that's yeah. super weird yeah you don't yeah. you don't get that much because i keep i always refer to it as a prequel and i'm like god what ah, <laughs> i can't even form a new thought after trying to reconcile that <laughs> yep. um, and it gave yep. us that that wonderful behind the scenes clip of 
Christian Bale going nuts on that poor lighting guy. Oh, that's right. That's <laughs> yeah. where that came from. Yeah. yeah. So we've always got that, I guess. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, did I ever did I ever show you the deleted scene um from three where there's like a, a they're advertising the Terminator to to like the government? Uh-uh. It's this whole it's it's this whole like propagandist press release type thing, um, and and it's you know and it's and it's talking about like it talks about the hunter killers and the AI that they're developing and all this stuff uh, for the company that it is because by three it's not Cyberdyne anymore. Yeah. Um, so the company that it is now still developing all this stuff, still calling it Skynet. They're advertising all this stuff, and um, they kind of present it as. Uh, <clears throat> like a a back to the or like a like a possibility thing where they're like and once we have this technology we'll be able to expand it and we're even doing research on creating you know androids and then they've got arnold and he's like you know he's dressed in like a military uniform and he's like jogging on this treadmill and he gets off the treadmill and he's like hey i'm so and so he's got this like <laughs> this like real bad like texan accent <laughs> And, you know, he's kind of talking about how, like, they're using me as the model, as a su- superb fit human being to do all this. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, and then they then they totally, because uh, one of the, like, five-star generals that's watching this turns to one of the other guys, and he goes, uh, yeah, this all sounds cool, but that guy sounds like an idiot. The robots won't sound like an idiot, will they? And one of the guys looks at him and just goes, we can change that. <laughs> and it's just like I loved it. I'm glad uh, they didn't put it in the movie, but yeah. like to watch it. Oh yeah, the, yeah. That's hilarious. Um. So then we have so after salvation is terrible and it's just bad. It's just I. <laughs> I've listen, never seen it. I kind of want to now. Just I just <laughs> literally just watched it today. <laughs> it had a real bad. crappy toy line. I remember it's that bad. warmed the pegs at Toys R Us. And yeah, it was bad. Um, and, and Genesis, you know, I, I thought, I thought I liked, <clears throat> I, I thought that I liked salvation better than Genesis, but I don't, um, Genesis, Genesis is the one where they completely alter the timeline. Yeah. And Genesis is also not good. We talked about Genesis on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. all watched that together. And, and I think at the time we felt like we liked it. I, was gonna say, okay. I, I walked out of that movie enjoying it and yeah. haven't seen it since. And so I still have positive impressions. But like I will say, like even like several weeks later, there were things I could go back and be like, yeah. well, I'm not sure about this and that. So yeah. I don't really know where it lies on my list right now because I haven't seen it since theaters. And, and I feel like I probably don't like it as much as I thought I did. Yeah. I've, I've, but, watched, I've watched it several times. Yeah. And it's it's one of those that it's like it's not an overall bad experience, but man is that guy is that Kyle Reese no Michael Bean mm-hmm. and man is uh, em- Emil what's her name Emily Emilia um, <laughs> Danny Daenerys yeah, yeah Daenerys <laughs> Daenerys yeah. man is Daenerys yeah, no I, Linda I, Hamilton and that's the yeah. thing like and, that movie definitely had some cool ideas but it was also definitely like horridly miscast through and through yeah that that guy that plays john connor is just the worst he, he ruins that whole movie for me i just don't I, he like it's bad yeah it's so mm-hmm. bad well, it's, it's got a bunch of like pretty decent actors that don't fit their roles at all right you know yeah um the action's interesting the kind of storyline 
is neat. Um, I think I think they get a little into the weeds where they're just like, oh, timeline, whatever. You can we'll bounce back and cut off the first movie in the opening sequence, and then I'll send you guys 14 years into the future for no reason. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I forgot about well, that. and if and if you can do that. You know, like he went back in time and raised Sarah Connor from the time she was like five years old. Right. So, like, why didn't they just jump around? Then why'd they wait five years and then then send somebody? I don't know. It just didn't make. It's dumb. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like. I don't like the Terminator in that one. I mean, aren't not Arnie? I don't like the the Terminator that is John Connor. Right. Is not a good Terminator. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Um, they were trying to put like a new spin on the Skynet, you know, and it was like, oh, it's this, it's this app or it's this new OS. Yeah. It it was neat that they tried to take it that way, but it just didn't add anything. Mm -hmm. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It just, they they didn't, it wasn't clever. It was just like, hey, apps are a thing now. What if, what if this is a a app in development? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys, whatever. Well, and the uh, the guy who directed that was the guy who directed uh, like Thor: The Dark World. Yeah, and he was a Game of Thrones guy too. Yeah, and he's one of those that was That's bad at movies. Well, I, I mean, yeah, kind of, <laughs> like because he he was getting a big name off of Game of Thrones, right. and he got a couple of pretty big franchises, and I mean, he didn't make all out unwatchable movies out of them, but For sure. also he he didn't advance anything on Man. either of them. You know, you I mean, know, he basically just stalled out of the gate. Yeah, I don't think I ever knew that, and knowing that. Man, this is totally like comparable the, the to Thor: Thor to The Dark the Thor World, two yeah. Terminator movies, yeah, for sure. Because it's it's totally it's totally not bad to sit there and watch, but then when you compare it to anything else, yeah, you know, like Salvation doesn't count because that's just a straight bad movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, if you're watching an entire franchise, you're not miserable sitting through right. it, but you will never choose to sit down and watch that yeah. for no other reason than to watch it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Also, also, while I'm bad mouthing like Salvation and Genesis, um, anytime I sit down and watch the first three, I can't not watch them too. Just, just, just like full disclosure, I watch them. You watch all of them? Yeah, like, <laughs> like I will watch, I will watch one and two by itself. But it, if I watch three, I'm watching. You five. have to watch the rest. I'm watching five Terminator <laughs> movies. Were the, were the were the Sarah Connor Chronicles canon? No, okay. no, they weren't. I mean, as much as anything yeah. can really be, as canon, much yeah, they're... as much as anything past two is canon. But those were no. good, weren't they? I loved the Sarakon yeah. Chronicles. I was, I'm glad you brought that up because I was just thinking along the lines of movies. I loved the Sarakon Chronicles. I'm mad that they left on a cliffhanger and then got canceled. For Ugh, that's the worst. Well, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but but but. <laughs> that movie was about that, that I have the feeling that show was about to jump the shark real hard <laughs> real hard because like they, there is the last like like I remember watching the last three episodes going but, huh this is not please no, no this is not don't do that oh don't do that because there was like there was like a that they suggested that there was like Good robots and bad robots, and like there was a, a good AI and a bad AI. Uh-oh. Yeah, Uh-oh. and then they sent and there <laughs> Skynet was Skynet versus Jarvis. Yes, something like that. And then they like, like, like the last the cliffhanger. I'm just gonna spoil it because I don't care. Um, they sent like John Connor, the John Connor in the show, gets sent off to the future. 
like from from that shit. Yeah. Like there's time displaced. They sent him to the future, and then like, oh, that's that's the end of that series. Um, so good because that was about to get real bad. <laughs> um, everything else in that movie. Uh, uh, oh, what's her name? Cersei. <laughs> uh, like how none of us like Game of Thrones that much, and can only identify actors <laughs> yeah. by their Game of Thrones names. Lena Headey. Yeah. Lena Headey. I know her name. <laughs> Lena Headey. Um, man, she was a Linda. She she wasn't Linda Hamilton, but she was a good Sarah yeah, Connor. Yeah. yeah, she was a good Sarah Connor. Um, the John Connor I liked way better than Eddie Furlong. Right? Did I say that name right? I think so. Yep. That sounds right to me. Um, That's definitely right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And uh, River. <laughs> River was a, a little Summer, Terminator. Summer Glow. Summer Glow. Oh, yeah. She was a little. Ter- she was a great little Terminator chick. That that show. Watch the first season. You should if you if you should watch the first two, season. Right? I think it went two. Okay. You should watch the first season. It's real good. <sighs> okay. Now we have Dark Fate. So most of that stuff now doesn't matter because Dark Fate does the thing where like it goes back and starts after yep. Terminator Three, Terminator Two. It's a sequel to Terminator Two. It's a yep. sequel to Terminator yep. Two. Doing the same thing the Halloween movies are doing yep. essentially. Yep, and which I think is I really like that. I think that's a cool thing. That, to that's do. a yeah. thing now. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and as we learned from the Freak Easy, apparently has been a thing for at least twenty years. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I I don't love it as a practice. Super okay with Dark Fate. <laughs> I love the way Dark Fate's done yeah. it. Um, and when you're when like I'm okay, you know, I was open to what they did in Genesis because when you're playing with time stuff, play with the time stuff. Yeah. Change, change. Like you know, sometimes you run around movies, time movies, going, oh, we got to change stuff, we got to change stuff. But then you create like franchises or series yeah. or whatever where nothing yeah. ever changes. Yeah, like yeah. You, it kind of is like okay, well, that's well, not and, a <laughs> and, and, and Genesis. Did the whole erase a bunch of the old movies things, but it did it as part of the story in canon. You right, know? yeah. So it's not exactly the same. This one yep. just pretends three movies didn't exist. Right. However, from a creative standpoint, this one makes you know as much sense as a lot of these seem to because this was this is James Cameron's return to the franchise also. Yeah. Like he wasn't really, outside of his name being in the credits on all of them, I'm sure, somewhere. Uh, he didn't really take any part in three or Salvation or Genesis, right? And so when he, you know, he didn't direct this one, but when he comes back to the franchise as a producer and a creative force, he goes, "All right, I want to make a sequel to my movie." Yeah, you know, eh, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right, so this movie opens mm-hmm. with one of the most emotional scenes I've ever I've ever felt in a movie. Man, what a great opening! Too. What a killer opening, dude! From the moment that that. Um, Linda Hamilton is doing that voiceover, and we see that scene with all those T eight hundreds marching out of the yeah. the water and stomping on skulls, and that's just like, oh my god, it's ah, this Terminator right yeah. away. It just feels that way. Yep. It was awesome. Yep, it was so good. Yeah. Um. So we open. Ah, man, they, they so they de aged Linda Hamilton man, for this scene because we open had to be the most flawless. This was, the best. That is, yeah. this was the amazing. best. This was the best. Amazing. This scene looked like I've, it was shot yeah. at the end of yeah. Terminator 2. Like, yeah. I've seen the aging that I went and looked, man, that looks absolutely perfect. Yep. And I'm pretty sure if I go back and watch it now, it'll look like garbage. Yeah. Because that was 
Absolutely good. perfect. Real yeah. good. Yep. You almost questioned yourself. Like, is this what? Yeah, is, like, is, is this a deleted scene? This in yeah. Is this yeah. a deleted scene yeah. I've never seen? But it's not. And it's so it's so I, I guess that's supposed to be like post destroying Cyberdyne. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's after the first Judgment Day's date because it was after, like ninety eight. Yep, after the first Judgment Day's date, and um, uh, Sarah Connor and John are. I mean, they look like they are. They they, they look like they were on like a, a cabana on a beach somewhere. Yeah. Except they didn't look like they were dressed to be on a cabana on a beach somewhere, and. Like you know, her I can get because she's Sarah Connor, right? But like, I don't know. It just, it just like I, I was looking at that, going, where are they supposed to be? What is this? Is this like yeah, a well, Joe's Crab Shack in <laughs> you know Ohio? Well, it was definitely a beach area, and I think they even had a location like listed, maybe, maybe not. I don't I remember can't seeing remember a location. Sure. Honestly, I think the de aging on Eddie Furlong was too good because the, like the Terminator Two was like ninety two. Yeah, this was like ninety eight. You change a lot between, 90, you know, when you're 12 and 92, you look a lot different in 98. Yeah. But he still looked exactly the same, almost, yeah. as, as he did in Terminator 2, you know? Yeah. But he was, like, they didn't really close in on him that close either or anything like that, but... Yeah, he could have been covered in zits. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but Terminator just walks up straight and shoots John Connor dead. Yeah. On the spot. Yeah. Uh, like, oof. My heart dropped, dude. My dude, mouth, like, my <laughs> mouth was just like my jaw dropped open. Yeah, and I was like, I "What?" I couldn't believe what I was watching, Whoa. man. Was that a de-aged Schwarzenegger? Because it didn't even look like it looked like it was supposed to look like Schwarzenegger. Yeah, it yeah. was like actual Schwarzenegger. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it, it was a de-aged Schwarzenegger. Okay, and well, because and then she kind of described it as. They had sent multiple Terminators looking to multiple for points. to yeah. multiple points looking for John Connor. Yeah. So this one was just there yeah. to play out his mission, yeah. even though at this point and his reality like, had already ceased to exist. Yeah. I've got so many thoughts on a time travel movie. I don't know when to start interjecting them or if we should wait till we kind of go through the whole movie and then come back or if we should uh, talk about them as we go because... are we, are we going to go through the whole movie I wasn't going to go through the whole movie I just needed to talk about that scene okay. specifically yeah well I didn't know we need to go by scene by scene but yeah. I figured we were at least going to kind of oh, talk yeah. about where yeah. the movie's going you know well I mean? if you got something to add go ahead and say it maybe it'll lead us through because I just well, love every like, minute of this movie there's just so many concepts in this that I think the movie does a great job of introducing new ideas or flushing out old ideas without actually focusing on them as the you know the crux of some of the stories like the idea that they sent back multiple terminators to different points in time to get this job done but even when they change time because when we get to the point where we start to learn about the terminators that have come back in this one and who they've come back for and all that stuff like, Cyberdyne isn't a thing. Right. right. And it wasn't Skynet. It's called something different now, yeah. and yep. it came about in a different way yeah. now. But even once the future has been altered and this different path is taking place, there's still these Skynet Terminators that are coming back that are just showing up. And so it's this weird mix of, like, yeah. you know, like the Arnold Terminator that's in the movie shouldn't technically exist in the timeline that, yeah. right. that exists in the movie. Right. But, you know... So it's it's makes time travel that much more confusing, but also is such a cool concept. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's always weird troubles with time travel, yeah. right? And it's when you start to really think about it, it makes your brain hurt. 
So, like, the idea is that, like, well, he had already been sent back in time to this certain point in time, so that's why he showed up there. Except technically, since they altered the timeline, he shouldn't have ever been yeah. sent back in yeah. time. So he but shows like, up in yeah, 98, it's, but it's like a new 98. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's one of those weird things where I guess you have to explain it as, like, it's a branching timeline or something yeah. like that. You've created an alternate And, and also, like, and, that, would, that would mean that other Terminators are coming in. I mean, there's there's a 2004 Terminator that showed up to kill a John Connor who's already dead. What did he do? Yeah, the whole time, yeah. you know. <laughs> How many Schwarzeneggers are just roaming around this <laughs> looking for John Connor? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy to think about. So, so that on one hand, um, it's it's basically the uh, uh, Back to the Future model of time travel, where like if you change it and then you come back, like it's just, you're in the different timeline. Yeah, yeah. And like like you're back there. So like the future, like nobody from the future, nobody from the future who comes to the past disappears. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. Um, except Marty. Right. No. 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 That's no, backwards. That was that's the other backwards. way around. So if you right? come, if you come back, right. Yeah. If you come when, back when and alter yourself out of existence. Yeah. Which in that theory, then these Terminators wouldn't have come back. Boy, we're gonna ruin this episode. Right <laughs> I was gonna here. say, there's yeah. just so. Let's just pause that. And let's move just, on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Um, so we get the new. The, yeah. We get the new. Ter- so what you're touching on, we get the new Terminator timeline, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so we get the. Oof, I don't remember any of the names for the new people. No, me neither. Um, <laughs> so. Grace was the Grace. Yes, Grace was the enhanced, enhanced woman, enhanced who, comes human who comes back. Yep. Yeah, and uh, wasn't it just Danny? Wasn't her name yeah. Danny? Yep. Yeah, the main character's Danny. name was okay. Danny. Good job, guys. Um, well, it's his name. <laughs> it was. It was easy because yeah. well, her name was like Daniela or something yeah, that's like that, right. and that's she right. was like Danny. She always corrected yep. them every time they said her full yep. name. Um, and Sarah Connor, that was one of them. <laughs> yes, that. that was one of them. <laughs> yeah. So so Grace comes back to protect Danny. Who's this target for this new Terminator? The target for the new Terminator. Yeah. Um the new Terminator is I love it. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I, I really like the design on that because it I, I don't feel like I don't feel like there's a lot of places you can go from the T one thousand. Like right. and, and in point of fact, even in the future, some of the ones that they have in the future scenes kind of annoy me. Um, because they just seem like there's just weird tentacles spewing out everywhere. Like there's a point where there's absolutely no way anyone could survive. You know, <laughs> forty-seven people could come into contact with one of these things, and not a one of them would walk away after nine seconds. Right? Like they could have just kept being robots. Yeah. You know that look like the humans had a chance for <clears throat> or anything. However, this one is basically just a T eight hundred wrapped in a. T one thousand. Yeah, that's awesome. It's almost like both of them combined. Yeah. Well, right? which it's... which is what the Terminator was in three. Um, which is a great idea. In three, they didn't split. In in this one, they can split apart, yeah, and there can, can like, be two. Yeah, yeah, like his the the endoskeleton can come out, yeah. Yeah. and then the liquid metal portion can like go on and keep doing stuff. Right. Yeah. Like the first time he did it, I was like, "What in the f is even going on here? Oh, this is bonkers!" <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then that happens multiple times throughout the movie, and it was very cool. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. Uh, so the there, there's like a new 
uh, Cyberdyne, basically, right? Yeah. Like that's the way they explain but the it. Thing, it's yeah, not, like Cyberdyne never comes into existence. Yeah, right. but someone else creates. Legion. Legion is what they call it. Which is a really interesting, like, um, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking on, but basically it's like an interesting storytelling method of like, we're just doomed to kill ourselves yeah. no matter what well, happens, right? Well, that's basically right? the end of three. Yeah, like, and that's that's the one of the like, I, like even though this movie erases three, it totally still plays off of the the point of three. By the time you get to the end of it, is the fact that you can't really like stop this from yeah happening. You can change things, you can move stuff around, but the fate is still the fate at some point. You yeah, know? yeah. Well, and yeah. all the fate is the fate. Yeah. That's the whole point of three. The whole point of three is that you can't escape your. So the whole point of three is to undo the lesson that we that we learned at the end of, of two, which is that you can change your fate. Yeah. And three, you can't change your fate because like he meets that chick and he realizes that he would have been with her anyway because because he met he met her the night before the night before Terminator two happened. He met her and made out with her at some party, and so he would have known her and probably been with her anyway. Uh, going into the future, and now they're at the future, and you can't. They're back together again, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and and then yeah, totally. They get to the end, and you can't escape the fate. Judgment Day happens. Gotcha. So good. Gotcha. Yeah, so, so good. good. Um, but uh, what they do, what I like about this one, um, because they imply, and in that one, they make the implication, you know, <laughs> that you know you can't escape Judgment Day. It's inevitable. Um, and but it, like then it's still they still call it Skynet. Cyberdyne Systems isn't a thing, but they still call it the the AI Skynet, which is interesting that they made that choice. So I like that because if you had a different company making something, they're gonna call it something different. So oh, okay, yeah, you know. So the fact that they changed the name now and it's a whole new thing, I like that. Yeah, yeah, I dig it. Um, y- you know, we didn't really see. I think I think it's funny that they still. It, it, they still call the Terminators Terminators. Um, He's a Rev Nine. That was the model they referred yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. So it's like completely different naming yeah, conventions yeah, for yeah. him. I dug it. Yeah. Um, okay, so so we've got Grace, who is this enhanced human, mm-hmm. and she comes back to fight the Terminator to protect uh, Danny. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah Connor shows up. Yeah, and. Man takes that Rev Nine to school though, right? Boy, man, that is just the coolest thing too. <laughs> and that was in the trailer, but still, when that scene happens, yeah. it is just the best yep. because, oh my god, dude, yeah, she just lets it know, dude. Yeah, and, and then I love it too because that's where we get the the revelation because they're just like Grace is obviously trying to figure out who she is and why she's there and why she even knows about all this. And, right, yeah. And, um, because the Connors aren't a thing in the new future, right? Yep. Because yeah. they don't know. Yeah, because like I love it because she's like. Uh, Sarah Connor explains herself to Grace, and Grace just has no idea what she's talking about. She's never yeah. heard of John Connor. She's never heard of uh, of uh, Cyberdyne, Cyberdyne yeah. all this stuff. Like, has no idea. And um, and then and like she kind of almost has that that like defeated like that's because we changed the future. You know, like we 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 changed all that. We stopped all that. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I saved I saved seven billion lives. Yeah. Yeah. You're nobody, welcome. Yeah, nobody will ever even know it. <laughs> yep. Uh, but that's where she kind of reveals basically that she's just been getting text messages with coordinates. Mm-hmm. Uh, that always just gives her a specific coordinate and then ends with for John. 
Yep. And every time she goes to these coordinates, one of these Terminators shows up and she kills it. Yeah. So so she doesn't know why she's doing it. She just knows that every time these, these coordinates show up, mm-hmm. there's going to be a Terminator there and she's got to stop it. Which I still wonder, too, like, what would those Terminators even do once they get there? Because they were all sent back to kill I, I assumed, John Connor, right? No, I assumed they were I think these are back. all after Danny, right? Yeah, I assumed they were all coming back. I think back these from, Terminators are, are going coming? after Danny. Okay. Yeah, because later on when we meet Carl, well, but, doesn't he explain that he's, he's... Carl! Yeah. <laughs> Carl, how would Carl... Oh, because he, he can track He can track him. Never mind. Yep, well, yep, yeah, yep, he yep, tracked them, and there was like a time displacement thing. We'll get to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I got, um, I got my mo- my mix. I got mixed up. Yeah, I, I caught up. We're good. Yep. So so when Sarah Connor shows up, so you know there's there's a couple things that happen when Sarah Connor shows. Well, two things when Sarah Connor shows up, it's awesome because mm-hmm. Linda Hamilton's back. She's the best, dude. She's, oh she's my amazing. god, man. Yeah. Um, she takes that. She takes out that Rev Nine pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's also about the point we find out that Grace. Is not like she'll she'll burn out, right? Yeah. She starts to run down. She runs out of gas yeah. or whatever, so she can't. You know, the idea being that you either kill a Terminator in a few seconds or you die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, she needs like uh, quite a bit of drugs. Yeah. Basically, it was like insulin and a whole bunch of other stuff that she needs yeah. to like cool her system down and get yep. her back to normal. Yep. Well, and it seemed like she had to have those all the time because once once she starts taking those, like she keeps taking them. Yeah. So, I think that was something she needed in order to survive having the implants and augmentation. Right, right. The other thing that is awesome, when when Sarah Connor shows up, for me, and you realize that pretty much you haven't, like, like everything that has happened so far is everything you've seen in the trailer, and you're only about 15 minutes into the movie. Yeah, 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 totally. Like, like that's one of those, where it's like, man, I, I... I, I can think of one action set piece that I know we haven't seen yet. Otherwise, everything else I've already seen in the trailer, so I've got a whole movie left. This is awesome. Yep. Yeah, totally. <laughs> they did a real good job with yeah. this one of not really spoiling yeah, right. a lot of stuff that's going on. Yep. Because um, it was it took a while for her to get Grace to like explain everything that was going on, right? Because they were yeah. they were trying to figure out. Like she, like Grace wanted to know where the coordinates were coming from, and Sarah talked about how she hadn't been able to trace the text messages back and grace <laughs> she, she just figures that real quick grace rips yeah. her phone apart and is able to use her augmentation <laughs> to figure it out yeah. what are you doing future stuff yeah, yeah. future stuff <laughs> um but at that point she gets the coordinates for where the texts are coming from and realizes that those exact same coordinates are tattooed on her stomach yeah and then that's when she explains that she was told that if she gets into trouble i'm supposed to go to these coordinates but i wasn't told why yeah. And so now we've got this weird thing where like, okay, well whoever this is is talking to Sarah, but also the future knows about whoever this is and, yep. and knows that they could be a help and that's that's where we go meet Carl. <laughs> yep. Which Carl is my my bug. Carl's your bug? Carl's my bug. Okay. Um so Carl's the Terminator who shot John Connor. Yep. Carl's explanation is that after he killed John Connor, he had no programming left. Mm -hmm. And so he was aimless and randomly decided to take care of this woman and her son and 
learned how to be a person. It, see, I, gave him I, purpose. I that right? was absolutely perfect, and and flowed in with uh, everything we were talking about about like you know pulling motifs from the other ones and kind of running, and how you can't escape your fate basically. Because I felt like I felt like Carl here was basically the extension of the Terminator from Terminator Two. And, like, that one melted and was gone, yep. but had gone through that process and was, like, on the path, was set on this path in Terminator 2. And so this one comes, and yes, he completes the mission, and then he kind of wanders off, but I feel like then he's got, you know, 20 years or whatever it is between these movies. Like, he ends up going through basically that same path. Because I feel like this is where the Terminator 2 one could have easily ended up under slightly different circumstances. And so it felt like it... It built off of kind of what we saw the robot go through into and added to that idea from, you know, like three or any of the other ones that, like, you can't escape your fate. Like, you're just sort of kind of caught on that. So I thought that played into all of that stuff pretty here's, perfectly. Here's my, here's my complaint. Here's why it doesn't work for me. Two reasons. One, this was not a Terminator that was captured and reprogrammed by the Resistance. This was a straight murder Terminator that showed up to murder John Connor, and then, then he just shuts down. Also, in two, they had to reset that Terminator for him to be able to learn. Even after he had been reprogrammed, they had that scene where they have to open his skull yeah. and, and reset him so his learning switch would kick back in before he could learn consciousness. Before he could learn now why they cry. <laughs> uh, but was it... Because he had a learning module anyway. Like, I, you're right now, and I'm trying to remember what the specifics was it for, but... So I just watched it today. Yeah. He has... He's... The pro Terminators are programmed to learn, but when Cyberdyne sends them out on missions, it shuts it off so that they can't do any... Un unauthorized learning. Okay. So even though the Resistance had grabbed him and reprogrammed him... They don't know about that switch. Um, so they had to open him up and basically reboot his system yeah. so that that switch would come back on and then he could actually learn how to be more human. Yeah. So that Terminator, the straight murder Terminator, would not have had that switch. Would that, if it only turns off when he's on mission, wouldn't it have turned back on once the mission was completed? Uh, I guess you could say that. I guess you could say that, except that, like, on mission. The way he explains it is like when he's out. Well, I guess that's the way I took it. Like when you're out on mission. Yeah. You know, like Cyberdyne has to turn it back on. So there's Skynet. So like when he would report back, then he'd turn it back on. But I guess maybe. I don't know. I feel like I feel like that wouldn't be any better. Like if you accomplish your mission, it just like shuts off. It's like, oh, I'm, what am I doing here now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it can't travel forward in time or anything like that. And. So, I don't so, know. So they programmed them that way. Just yeah. blend back in. Um, well, yeah, I mean, kind of. <clears throat> well, you know, one of the things I was going to say, in, in Sarah Chronicles, one of the things they set up was that there were lots of Terminators around, all with different missions. And some were just, like, stockpiling certain supplies, and some were, uh, what were some of the other ones doing? I don't know. Um, but like in three, you know, she had a list of John Connor's lieutenants to go kill as well, you know. So it, like that just it just played off to me that he would just like show up and I oh, shot John Connor. Now I guess I'll just go shut down. Oh, or I'll take care of these kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that just yeah. played off to me. Yeah. And I don't know. Like I said, I mean, they don't really fully explain it either way, I guess. 
to a satisfactory degree. Yeah. It was just easy for me to go like, all right, I, I want to like this. I figured out a way where it works. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like it without figuring out a way that it works because I love Terminator. Um, yeah. So once we get, so once we find Carl, uh, who Sarah Connor does not like. Who Sarah Connor Man. does not like of course, at all. Yeah. She's not gonna call him yeah. Carl. Oh yeah, she's not gonna call him Carl. <laughs> well, I, I love too how like they call me Kyle. Like he's explaining, you know, every time he's explaining uh, about the. The woman and the son that he's basically like been living with all this time, and she's just so cynical about yeah. the whole thing. She's just like, "So what? She didn't realize a seven hundred pound robot was laying on top of her." Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and that's when he's like, uh, "Our relationship's not physical." <laughs> it's like, well, "This is crazy." <laughs> What do you say? She appreciated having someone who could change diapers and something else. Oh. Uh, so, something I laughed at that line. I think you said competently change diapers or oh, something maybe. like that. Yeah. yeah, or carry in the help carry in the help carry in the groceries. Yeah, that yeah. Was it. yeah. You change diapers and help carry in the groceries. Yeah. <sighs> Man. Okay. So Carl's Carl's got a conscience now uh, because so caring. For, so he had no purpose after his programming stopped. So caring for this family gave him purpose. So he started messaging Sarah. Hoping to give her a purpose again. Yeah. She can keep destroying these Terminators yeah. and that'll give Which her a purpose. Which she basically had a way to track when, like, the, you know, so, there would be some sort of disruption in the force or whatever they call it in, <laughs> in this movie, you know, that he could track and figure out when it was coming so he could let her know. I just, want, be I just want Danny to do all of Ben Kenobi's lines in the art of voice. <laughs> Sand people walk side by side. No, oh single my. file. Oh, single file. <laughs> that way you don't know how many there are. Oh, goodness. <laughs> was your father's lightsaber? <laughs> it's the weapon I'm, of a Jedi Knight. <laughs> I'm making this movie. Oh. We're going to shoot. We're, we are going to shoot this. Oh. That'll be another one of our Arnold projects. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, um, use the force. Do it now. <laughs> Uh, do we do we know anybody who does a good uh, Sinbad impression? Oh my god! Because I will, we, we will, we can one hundred percent do Star Wars all the way. Star Wars all, just turn every movie into Jingle All the Way. <laughs> I am waiting for that. Uh, so did, right. they, did they ever explain how? the people in the future knew about Carl being there because, like, they gave Grace his coordinates. Well, well, it had to be Danny. Danny. Yeah, it had to be Danny. Oh, Danny did it. Okay. So it's one of those weird future things. Like, I know about him because I was in the past. Now I can, yeah. And some of that stuff you just sort of have to let go in these movies. You know, like, I I saw uh, a complaint about the beginning of this movie and how when it, you know, the Terminator walks up onto the beach and just kills John Connor right at the beginning, and that doesn't make any sense because if John Connor doesn't exist, how could he send back, you know, Kyle? And the, so now none of the movies even happen, and blah, 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 going forward. And I'm like, ah, uh, like, you made it through the first movie? 
where he sent back his own dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and this is the where you draw the line. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah, that's. I mean, that's the thing with time travel movies. I mean, yeah, it's always never. It's never gonna make sense. Yeah, there. Yeah, there will. Ne- like I say, if you if you can if you can sit there and and convince yourself that you understand like seventy percent of it, that's a yeah. good time travel movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in in Genesis, they do that. They explain that whole thing where like. Uh, once you're out, once you leave the time continuum, you don't count anymore. So, like when you come back to it, you're not like like John Connor's an anomaly. You know that's yeah. why that's why he was like I, I think they even said something along the lines of like oh that's why he was able to be John Connor is because he's this anomaly. He doesn't he's not a normal human, which is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Especially dumb because he was a Terminator by that point. Like, yeah, this is a yeah, stupid movie, guys. And, and it's like it makes this conversation that much more confusing too. Because I keep referencing things from the movies that don't count anymore. That that I feel like kind of, like still kind of yeah. flow, but then at the same time, there's things where it's like, well, this happened here. Well, it doesn't count anymore. You know? So like, I'm trying to have my cake and eat it too. Yeah. Uh, man. Okay, so Dark Fate. Still really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Carl, everybody loads up because now they got to go kill the the Rev Nine Terminator. Mm-hmm. Do they have another mission? They're just they're just out of there, right? They're not right. They, so they they're just gonna kill this thing because yeah. yeah. So they they we get the big revelation for what's going on here, right? We got it actually right before they got to Carl. Yeah. Because uh, Grace explained that her mission was to come back and protect. Danny because she's important to the resistance and Sarah automatically assumed oh it's not you they're trying to save it's your womb yeah you're obviously going to give birth to somebody yeah. important for the resistance yeah. you're, and, you're me she keeps saying. yeah you're me you're me and then eventually we get the the revelation that it's not her kid it's her yeah and that's when Sarah's kind of like you're John like that's yeah. that cool yeah. moment where she's like yeah. wow you're you're John yeah. you're the John Connor Which I was super happy with that revelation because they kept they that like. They, they were pretty well wearing it on their sleeve that she wasn't, like, the mother of the Resistance. Yeah. Like, you could tell Sarah was into that idea, but the movie itself made right. no implication. Right, that that right, right. But my, my, I kept going, well, like, is she just the leader? Wouldn't that make sense? But they kept building it up like it was going to be this huge reveal, and I'm like, oh, they're going to do something stupid. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what they're going to do, <laughs> but it's going to be stupid. Right. And then they got there, and she's like, you're not the mother, you're just the leader. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they totally wore, and, and that's totally a thing, because I was right there, too. I was like, this is, like, clearly it's not, like, clearly she's just the leader, right, guys? Yeah. Why are we... Is this one of those things where you think you're being real clever and you're not because you're a movie and you're bad at being clever? Like, what are we doing? Um, but man, it, you totally got to feel that moment for Sarah. Yes, yeah, exactly. you know the, the moment exactly. when absolutely. she. Yeah, so yeah. like it was the buildup where we're going. Uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. And then when Sarah realizes it, you're like, I know. Can you believe it, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> and I, and that's She's why John. Kept, that's why I kept expecting like the bigger turn because I'm like I, I felt like they were building it for me as yeah. the audience. Yeah. And I was like, well, they're doing a bad job because <clears throat> the the only way this can mean anything is if it's dumb. Right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and then they got to that moment, and it was the same realization. Like, oh, it wasn't for me. It was for it her. It was for Sarah. And I got to enjoy watching her get there. Well, you know, it was okay, awesome because cool. it just it gave Sarah 
brand new purpose. Yeah. Like all of a sudden she was in like 110% yeah. on we have to protect her because she she understood the stake. She's been there before. Yep. She failed the first time protecting John. Right. So she's got to protect it this time. Yeah. She's got to protect the new John, yep. you know? So that was, yeah, that was awesome. I thought that was so well done. So awesome. <laughs> um, some more stuff happens. We get some real cool action scenes. I just, uh, all the action scenes were top notch. Yeah. When they were fighting on that plane, it was super cool. Yeah. Uh, when the Terminators were fighting yeah. each other on that plane. Which, yeah. I, which I also feared from the trailer would be like the moment I checked out of that movie. Really? Because I, I just had, like, it looked cool, but I was like, nah, yeah, okay, <laughs> I guess they're in the air now. They're going to fall out of a plane and be fine. I but no, played awesome. I was going to yeah, say, I yeah. was real happy with all the Terminator fighting scenes. Yep. When Like, anytime Arnold went one-on-one with the Rev-9, I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, like, yeah. I just, I was way into it. Sometimes it one-on-two. Cool. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. exactly. But I thought it was real well done. So um, I, f- I kind of feel like we can thank all the superhero movies for that. Yeah. Like, because, well, because now it's like like there's a template and like it's okay, you know, and they were just like, you know what, it's it's two super robots from the future. We'll just let them do whatever they want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? And not, it was not just, like... It was real cool seeing them do things like reach out and just like peel the skin off of his arm like yeah. so super easy yeah. and and then you know like once we started getting battle damaged arnie and we started like getting like you know the exposed eye and the thing it just felt very then he became the terminator it yeah. felt like terminator right. it was real cool right. like I, I liked that quite a bit <sighs> so good <laughs> it was so it was real good. Yeah, it was and you know what i'm i'm just gonna throw this out that like that that rev nine was kind of a punk yeah <laughs> i mean in in the best kind of way like he got beat up a lot man like he was he was kind of it was it was kind of one of those things like the relentlessness of it was worse than like fighting it yeah you know and, and i think that's was kind of like you kind of saw that in the idea of you know because that first time grace fought him she just she, I mean, she took it to task. You know, yeah. she she beat it, knocked it around with a sledgehammer, and and you know, crushed it under the thing, and like she whooped it. Yeah, she whooped it in that very the very first time she runs into it. Gracious runs in and beats the hell out of that thing. Yeah, uh, but it doesn't even kind of stop it a little bit, and yeah. she's and she's about to die. Right, you know? right, right, right. Like, so like that that kind of keeps it. Um, but you know, then again, like when when Arnie shows up, you know, I mean, theoretically. He's inferior to this thing. Right. But, man, he was whooping it. <laughs> you know? That was and awesome, I love though. it. Yeah, they were great I, scenes. I did kind of like how, like, cunning he was, though, because he uh, he did a lot of tricks <clears throat> yeah. to, like, full humans and stuff. Like, he wasn't just always a murder machine. Like, sometimes he would trick them to get what he needed. Yeah. Like, like I specifically like the one where he came walking out of the detention center and... Mm-hmm. Texas and those two Texas cops were walking up and they're like, what's going on here? And he's like, Oh, you know, all of a sudden he's got a Texas accent. Yeah, he's got a Texas accent. He's like, Hey fellas, you know, one of them detainees got out. Good thing I got my guns. Am I right? And they're like, Oh, we hear that. You know, they're getting all like Texan and everything. He's like, say, where can a fella get a helicopter? (laughs) Like, I just thought that was awesome. (laughs) And the next thing you know, he's got a helicopter. (laughs) Well, you know, he did, he did the thing too. Super caught me off guard. Uh, when he's coming into the detention center and he's dressed like one of the detention oh, cops, yeah. but he's like, you know, they're like, turn in your, you know, turn in your badge and, and, and walk through the guns. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. And, then, and then walk through the metal detector and this thing's all metal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like, it, it kind of makes that joke 
of like expect the big ping kind of feel like my whole body's a, we- a weapon yeah and you're just like oh it's too bad that that guards are gonna die right now yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> you know and then he walks through and it, and it pings and he's like ah, i got a metal hit took a took a slug in afghanistan or whatever and he's like, oh, okay, thank, thank you for, you for your, your service. service. And they just, and just let, let him, him go. go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that guy doesn't die at all or yeah. anything. Like, it caught me. I was it like, was that pretty was pretty amazing. I was like, good actually. job, guys. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. I thought that stuff was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. kind of. I mean, it just showed how smart, like, they created it. Like, yeah. to pull, you know, like, he had a mission to accomplish, but it wasn't just murder everything in sight until he gets to it. Like, he was manipulating, mani- manipulative. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. So, so yeah, I guess where are we at here? <laughs> I guess we're at the end. We're at the end. Yeah. We're at the end. Um, big big robot fight at the end. It's it's great damn. Grace sacrifices herself. Yep. Like that's what they had because yeah. like they they had tried to get some EMPs because that's how they realized like it need they needed that sort of like electromagnetic whatever to pulse the pulse to destroy that Lots Terminator the Rev Nine. Yes, <laughs> and. That's what the EMP is. That's what the EMP is. Um, but they they lost the ones that they got in yeah. one of the big fights. Yeah, I got shot. Yeah, yeah. Was, so that caught me off guard too because they, they go through all that. It's like this whole scene. Yeah, and they go through all that, and then the Terminator just walks up and he's like, like our the Carl. Yeah. just walks up and he's like, oh, we might have to change plans. And like the EMP is just shot up. It's I'm just like, dead. Yeah. Good. Good. So that's when Grace is like, well, you know, my mechanical cell, inside yeah. my yeah. power cell that'll oh, do yeah. the trick so she like they basically decide that she's going to sacrifice herself to kill this terminator and um also carl sacrifices himself to kill this terminator so yeah. it, I know, it's really good stuff i, I thought it yeah. was awesome um there's the the really great scene uh because <clears throat> carl carl gets incapacitated and the rev nine is pretty jacked up at this point but he's still right about to kill danny yeah and sarah's yelling carl carl you gotta help her <laughs> yeah and that he jacks back on and grabs the thing and then i was i like like i saw like it was one of those times where like i i knew what was coming uh-huh and i was just like give it to me don't 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 swerve me i love that too <laughs> don't swerve me. he's laying there and he's just holding the thing down by its face and the thing's like squirming and trying yeah. to get away and he's just holding it down in place until they both die yep. but i loved that i thought yeah, that was yeah. awesome <laughs> so good and then uh what i didn't what i so so the end end what i didn't like so much is um like they go and find like Grace. they go and look for Grace as a little girl. Yeah. Uh which I have two reasons about two two problems with that. One I thought they were really smart all the way through because they never gave a date for judgment day. Yeah. Um it, but now they've put a timeline on it. Totally because she you looked know? the same age as they she did in all those flashbacks of judgment yes. day happening. Yeah. So it's like, so like judgment it looks day like it's real a couple years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but I did like that we got Sarah and her, you know, the, the, I'm not going to let her die again. You know, the, yeah. the like Danny's Sarah's like, just sticking around for yeah, this fight yeah. now. Yep. It's Danny's awesome. cause Danny's with her and he's, Danny's like, I don't want to let her die again. And Linda's like, you better be ready. Yep. Da-dum-dum-da-dum. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man. I felt real good when this movie ended. Like, I had so much fun watching it, and there's just... 
I mean, they did a good job with like the nostalgic stuff and kind of like, you know, tugging at the heartstrings yeah. and like giving us some real good action scenes. And there's definitely <clears throat> there's definitely some debates that can be had about the time travel and like how the timelines differ from the other movies and everything. But I thought it was a really fun ride all yeah. the way through. Yeah. I really enjoyed myself watching this yeah, movie. For sure. They had a lot of the little, uh, you know, the, the, there was a lot of the little lines that they threw, like, callback. there's callbacks. There's a lot of little callbacks. None of them were like, they were all the right way to do a callback. You know, none of them were like, you know, like the whole room didn't stop. <laughs> right. So, like, she could turn and be like. I'll be back. But she you did. Know what I she mean? did do that. Like when she showed up and just started blasting the heck out of that Terminator and yeah. knocked it off the bridge. She turned and looked at him and goes, "I'll be back." I'll be back. <laughs> and then just walks out. <laughs> and then they stole her car. Yeah. And then they just. Yeah. <laughs> and then Schwarzenegger did the "I won't be back." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He said, "I told them my past caught up with me. Told them I won't be back." Yeah. <laughs> I won't uh, be back. I was. I was disappointed that nobody said, "Come with me if you want to live." Like that's. Yeah. That's the one. That's it, the one. I thought that. No, she said because because I noticed specifically it was, it was because different, she got yeah. real close, yeah. but she never said the actual yeah because she said you know it was something along the lines of you know, it was more like if you don't want to die, come with me. Like that's not what you're supposed to say. <laughs> you, line, yeah. <laughs> Somebody fix. Call Cameron. They edited the wrong. They put the wrong scene in here. <laughs> oh man. So we we think we're gonna get more of these. Have they said there's gonna be more of these? Or was this supposed to be the end? If if this makes money, they'll make more of them. I I heard if this doesn't make money, they'll make more of them a few years later. uh, I saw I saw one article that was uh, one one article that was you know Terminator takes the weekend but still underperforms type thing. Yeah, Um, I was in the theater by myself. But I went at a four o'clock showing yeah, on Friday. I was, say, I was at the ten o'clock on Friday, and it wasn't. It was I kind mean, of it awesome. Wasn't, I, it wasn't sold out, but it was. Yeah, I went. I went to the one o'clock on Friday, and it was packed. Really? Yeah. I was uh, so I was by myself until the movie started, and then like another couple walked in. But it yeah. was like there was nobody there. Yeah. It was real weird. I was like, yeah, like this is actually kind of awesome because like, there's nobody else in here. Well, but yeah. it feels weird. It's the weirdest time. Too, yeah. Though. At least, and I mean, in movies movies are different in different areas. I know too. Now, when like, I walked we, out, yeah, the theater was like super packed. Like yeah. you could tell, like the Friday night yeah. crowd was there. The and like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, our our town, there's there's definitely a lull in that. Like the early shows, sometimes they're cheaper. Yeah. And, and sometimes oh, yeah. it's you know, like the older people or people who work, you know, night shifts or whatever else, you know, kind of. We'll try to hit those early showings. Then that when you get those four and four thirty, like the people who don't want to mess with crowds have already gotten it out of the way, and the people who are getting geared up for Friday night aren't off work yet, you know, or just haven't gotten out yet or whatever. So they're they're definitely slower on that time frame. Yeah, yeah. Now it's good to hear that it was that packed at one. Yeah, I wouldn't have expected. Well, and it was also super weird because it was like a lot of old people. Because like I was really like like I was in line, you know, and at the snack bar or whatever with. Bunch of old people, and I don't remember what other movies. You know, there's a couple other kind of like I don't know artsy movies out, I guess. And I was like, I was like, ah, they're not going to see Terminator. And then I walked in, and I was, I was like, they're all here <laughs> to see they're Terminator. It's see- <laughs> weird. Maybe they don't know what they're watching. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I went to one of the, you know, it was like an IMAX with selective seating, and so I could tell, like, when buying the tickets, it didn't look, you know, fairly close to showtime, and yeah. it didn't look like there was a ton of people, which kind of bummed me out. <laughs> But I mean, everybody just must have walked in, and, and that's how it was with mine too. And I didn't even realize until it got out because when we got in and sat, it wasn't too crowded, and I noticed some people coming in, but I wasn't paying that close of attention. 
And then when like the movie ended and we all got up to leave, because I like I even went with my dad, and my dad even like audibly went, "Where the where the heck did all them come from?" You know, because yeah. there was just a hundred people all of a sudden that just got up and started walking out. I was like, "Oh, I did. I don't know. I ah. didn't notice that many come in." Huh. So. I would love to see more. I know we're going to get more Terminator movies because it's, it's a franch, it's franchise, so it's not going to go away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd be down to watch more Danny and Sarah Connor mm-hmm. stories. Because mm-hmm. um, hot take, Linda Hamilton's the heart of the of the franchise, not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger has been in all of the bad ones. I was gonna say, I feel like I was gonna say that doesn't feel like very hot of a take. Yeah. That feels pretty accurate, actually. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Arnold Schwarzenegger may be the face of the Terminator yeah. franchise because he's like the big action star or whatever. Yeah. But the heart is absolutely Linda Hamilton's yeah. character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm saying Linda Hamilton. Okay, Linda Hamilton. Yeah, because nobody else has done. Okay, I, yeah, I, like, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm okay. on. I'm on your team on this one. I'm on your team. <laughs> no, I know you are. Um, <laughs> You know, well, and and actually, John has always sucked. John has always sucked. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. John has always sucked. John John almost didn't suck in three. Nick Stahl's a good actor. Oh yeah, he was okay in three. Well, here's the point. John was supposed to suck in three. Like the whole point was like John. Here's this guy who was told he was going to be. You know the Christ figure of the future, yeah. And and now couldn't he's not. Now it. he's just well, it couldn't yeah. handle it. It never came. You know, yeah. Like he even says at one point, you know, what if you were told you were going to have to do this great thing, but in order to do that, something really terrible has to happen. Ooh, you wow. know, yeah. That's that's pretty deep, actually. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so he's just you know, and now that it's never happened, what else is he going to do? You know, and mm-hmm. and so he's just like this drifter, bum, whatever. So right. like the whole point in in three is that John sucks. Yeah. <laughs> You know, huh. um, and he does, uh, but it doesn't help the character. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, <clears throat> and then, yeah, he's just, he's, he's bad and all the rest. He's Jim, um, Christian Bale. Yeah. Christian, Christian Bale is the second worst John Connor. And, you know, like, you know, you've, you've done something wrong when Christian Bale is the worst one. <laughs> the second worst one. Yeah. That other dude, what's the dude that I don't even want to know his name? He's the worst. The dude from Genesis? Yeah. 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 Uh, I like that dude in no, most movies. I, but not in not in Genesis. No. <laughs> I don't like him in Genesis. I guess Jack Connor was fine in the first one where he didn't really say anything. He just stood there in in, uh, <laughs> in background shots. Uh, yeah, he wasn't in the first one. You didn't it, see John Connor in the first one. The scene it, you're I thinking mean, of is from the second one. From the second yeah. one. Okay, never mind then. That's 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 best John Connor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Comes out he, he walks yep. he walks out with the with the binoculars. Yep. That's that's the only yep. good John that's Connor. That's the only good John Connor. Well, and that's the thing like that like that honorable mention to Nick Stahl. Yeah. <laughs> because that character is built up as such a Christ figure essentially yeah. like once you get to know him he can't be anything but disappointing. Right. Right. <laughs> there you go. Sure. Yep, yeah. there you go. I hope we get some more. Um, I think, you know, it, it, it's really struggling. I, I think one of the things they need to go real, like, I, I think they think that the cool thing about Terminator is, like, the cool robot fights. But, man, the cool thing about Terminator is, like, man versus machine. Right. 
Right. You know? Absolutely. And, and That's true. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> and the fact that no matter what we do, we're all going to die terribly. Yep. Well, well, is that not it? No. Oh, no. Yep. That's what's happening. That. That's what's happening right now in the real world. There's no fate but what we make. I think that, that's that's the that's the canon now because they changed it, and you know now there's different Terminators and a different so there's no fate but what we make. I hope they just keep making these movies, and in every movie, another Arnold just shows up, and he's like, "Ah, it's me. I'm here. Where's John Connor? Oh, there's no John Connor. I'm on your team now. (laughs) I'll fight with you. I have no purpose. (laughs) Give me purpose. I hope not, because I feel I feel like that's what's been the last three movies. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Last two at least. Last two at least. Well, uh, if we're done, let's go ahead. We've got a, a bunch of fan questions this week, and one of them is specifically related to this discussion that we're okay. having right now. So we'll go ahead and just jump into that. Uh, but real quick, I'll just mention that uh, if you guys aren't already following us on Facebook, head on over to Facebook and do a search for the Geek Easy Podcast and hit that like button because that is where you can post your own questions that we will answer here on the podcast. Okay. So, did, real, real quick, didn't, didn't open strong. It didn't open strong? Yeah, it opened a little stronger than Genesis, but it was about $30 million, which was the low end of projections, and I think the budget was somewhere in the 180 range. Yeah. So, um, Now, Genesis went on to make 440 well, worldwide, so yeah. that's not... Well, it was it was number it was number one over the weekend. Yeah, but, but yeah. there was nothing else to... Right, that's... Yeah. that's yeah. So, sucks to be that movie. All right, so Wes Arscott says, given the ending of Terminator Dark Fate, do you guys think the franchise can survive without Arnold? I think Arnold has been holding it back. Yeah? I I do, because, you know, I mean, part of it is, just like we were just talking about, I I think, you know, people think that Arnold is like the face and the heart, and he's the, you know, cool robot fights or the thing. Um, And that's not, I I mean, that's a feature, you know, like... I don't want a Terminator movie that has no cool robots or cool fights. Right, right. <laughs> but but that's not the point. Yeah. Um, I think if they move away from... I, I think they're going to have to move away. Either They're either going to have to do more with Linda Hamilton mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. crotchety old Sarah Connor. Mm-hmm. I'm way in for that. Yeah. Or they're going to have to move completely away from, like, all of that. Right. You know, and, and make something totally new that is... You know, I mean, like, you know, we kind of got one of those situations where, like, we can go for, like, a soft reboot type thing, you know? Right. And, like, now the sequel can be, like, a full, oh, new Terminators, new... New Terminators, new, new threat, setup, yeah. yeah, all that stuff. Well, yeah. like, as a, <clears throat> as a huge Schwarzenegger fan, I fully agree that the story doesn't need that character at all. Right. And hasn't since two. Yeah. You know? Yep. Uh, wor- worked okay in a c- couple of them since then. Yeah. Uh, worked fine in this one, I think. Yeah. Didn't need it. Yeah. You know? Uh, also, as a huge Schwarzenegger fan, Schwarzenegger hasn't really drawn box office in like 25 years. Yeah. Right. You know, like, he doesn't necessarily tank a movie by any means, but like, people don't rush out to see anything he's in like they did for, you know, five or ten years right. there in the, in the you know, early to mid-90s, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, and then thirdly, as a huge Schwarzenegger fan... Like it, it totally can doesn't have to though. Like I mean, they've they've left that door open to where there can be a billion T eight hundreds walking around if right. they need to. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I'm not hoping they do. I won't not see it if they do. I'm just saying, like, uh, can it? Sure. Yeah. Does it have to? No. Like just uh, just because he died in this one, he's died in four of them now. Yep. I think so. Yeah. It, might, it might be interesting if if they're gonna go with the once the John Connor mission was over, you know, to see some different reactions. 
if they were going to go that route. I don't I don't want them to go that route. So but like some it, of the other T800s. Yeah, you know, like like it'd be neat if one showed up and had no idea, and like it comes in. Where's John Connor? Yeah, John Connor. Like John John's dead. Now yeah. there's now there's this other term. But then it it it'd totally be like. The, the thing you were talking yeah. about. John Connor's dead. I'm on your side now. <laughs> yeah. That'd What's be... my purpose? There's one of them <laughs> Give just me the countryside, yeah. murdering anyone whose yeah. name rhymes with John Connor. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, that's what the T-1000 was doing, right? Going through the phone book, killing all the John Connors, right? Yeah. No, that was, no, that was the first one. Oh, that was the first they were one? They killing all the Sarah, Sarah Connors. Oh, all the yeah. Sarah Connors. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's right. Sarah Connor? Uh, I just want to, like, I, I, I hope, like, nine of them got together and just opened a pizza place somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I was it's called say, Four John's Pizza. <laughs> Four John's Pizza. Great. I'll eat there. Um, you could you could have that you could have that be like a like a neat reveal like if uh, Sarah Connor and Danny were going around and grabbing all the leftover <laughs> all the leftover T eight hundreds. Yeah, and, re- and reprogramming an them. Of, an well, army of Arnolds. Yeah. yeah, you know, and so an Arnie army. And, like so, so Arnie army. Well, no, think about it, because Sarah, Sarah wouldn't trust them to like just be running around. They wouldn't just have like a you know, but she would trust them to like have them turned off until they need to lead a evil Terminator into that trap. And so we get a scene where like they trap the Terminator, and then all of a sudden there's like five Arnolds that just come out, and it has to fight five Arnolds. Hasta la vista, baby. Tell me you couldn't sell that to a... You can for sure sell it to me. <laughs> you can sell that to a studio. I don't know, man. You're not really selling this whole it can survive without Arnold thing, because... <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of kind of digging those ideas. Yeah. No, I I think um, I'm super excited for them to continue this timeline where we have augmented humans coming back because I like I said I really think the you know one of the appeals is like man versus machine mm-hmm. and and I always thought it lost as much as I love like T2 you know the first one will always be my favorite. Because it's Kyle Reese versus Terminator. Yeah. You know, so now if we can send back some augmented humans that can fist fight the Terminators, we get the best of both worlds. Yeah. I'm all in. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. All right. All right. So there's a. There's actually quite a bit of uh, talk and praise about the Freak Easy podcast, which is very cool to hear. So. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Uh, Glad you enjoyed it as yeah. much as I did. Yeah. And, uh,. Congrats to you, man. That was all your idea. So hey. I'm glad that came together as well as it did. I had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah. That's why you got named permanent host. That's why I got <laughs> That's why you're in the middle seat now. Well, That's thanks. Right. <laughs> um, so a few people brought that up, wanting to know like uh, if we were going to take suggestions for next year and everything. And we're still a year away from that, and we've got some ideas for mm-hmm. next yeah. year. But I think it's not, you know, within yeah, like, reason. Like, we'll always take suggestions. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Don't know for sure that we'll do any of them. Also, there's a decent chance we're <clears throat> We already have your suggestion on the list. Right. Like so the, throw it out there. It yeah. was pretty amazing this year to see so many people suggest things that were already on our list for this year's show. Yeah. So we might already have your suggestions on a list. But yeah. I'm sure once the time rolls around again, we'll put something up and we'll we'll yeah, be happy to we'll take, take suggestions. Some suggestions. That'd be really cool. As, um, as the host, we'll make sure there's a post up for you guys to submit your suggestions. Definitely. So let's do this one question here specifically about it from High Fish. Hopefully, I said his name correctly. Uh, says I'd like to know what's your favorite horror movie that you did not talk about on the Freak Easy podcast. You guys got so it. I'll go well, first and give yeah. you guys a chance to think. go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> um, obviously there's some big ones that we didn't talk about. Uh-huh. Uh huh. My absolute favorite 
horror movie that we did not talk about or cover the franchise is The Ring. The Ring? The Ring, and The Ring is probably a strong contender. The The franchise for The Ring is real small and really weak. Yeah. But the first Ring, the, the American version. Yeah. I like Ringu. I like the, the Ringu's, yeah, they're fine. But The Ring, I love that movie. It, it's a strong contender for, like, favorite horror movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. What do you got, John? Uh, I mean, Scream's my go-to. Scream, big, yeah. Big Scream guy. Yeah. Well, uh, they're not the scariest movie out there by any means. Um, I always kind of give special nod to The Exorcist because that movie legitimately freaks me out every time mm-hmm. I see it. Me and too. I haven't seen most of the Conjuring ones, but the first one got Ooh, me okay. First one's good. Yeah, the first one's you know first one's amazing. good. Second one's good. Well, that's like a whole universe others. now too, yeah, right? Like the, the Annabelles and, and the nuns. And... And I've only seen the first one, yeah. but, but I, real high marks for that one too. But if I got if I got to pick one, I'm going to pick Scream. Yeah. Okay. So I. I've mentioned before we started this that I've never been like a big horror movie fan and not not like that I'm purposely avoiding them. I just I don't know, didn't watch a lot of them. Um, so now that we've ceased, watched a lot of them, like obviously some of my favorites are going to be the Friday the 13th and the Halloween's and and uh, Hellraiser. Uh, but I guess anything outside of that, like one of the ones that I did watch a lot of was the the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Yeah. I do love Freddy Krueger. I like Dream Warriors quite a bit. Um, but I'll also go and throw out a random obscure one. I like uh, I like Killer Clowns from Outer Space because oh, it's just so dumb <laughs> that it's one of those ones that like I will legitimately turn on if like I want to watch something for Halloween or something. I'll watch yeah. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. So you know one one that I always really liked that I I guess I could like I don't know I remember watching it with my mom. I don't know if it was on a network or like snuck past her. She didn't realize what we were watching until we were watching it type of thing. Yeah. Um, but critters critters. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I watch critters too. I remember, <laughs> I don't know. You can't count the gremlins. I don't think, but I love the gremlins. Oh, man. Gremlins yeah, is a straight up horror movie. Yeah, the first saying, one does. Yeah. Yeah. Killer clowns from outer space. You can for sure. count. <laughs> okay. Well, for I sure. love gremlins. Yeah, I sure. love gremlins. Maybe not gremlins too. Gremlins did scare me as a kid too. Like even the theme song from Gremlins freaked me out when I was a kid. Dun, dun, just, dun, dun, yeah, dun, dun. yeah, like that scared me. Uh, but I love Gremlins. It's also on my list of favorite Christmas movies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's a Christmas movie. That's why I said it couldn't be a horror movie. All right. Oh, uh, I had. Okay, so this is probably a good one to bring up. I just gotta find it again. Sorry, guys. I Sorry, had this. Guy. Thank you for that freaky easy question. That was a good question. I enjoyed, I enjoyed talking to horror movies. I did too. Why did I lose this? I don't know. Totally. Okay, here we go. Kerouac. Gosh, man. Sorry. (laughs) Kerouac wanted to know what our thoughts were on Martin Scorsese saying that Marvel movies aren't cinema. And this was kind of a hot topic when it hit. I saw a lot of. Yeah, a lot of posts on Twitter and Facebook, and a lot of people kind of going on the attack on, on well, Scorsese. And, it, and, and it's been one of those stories that like it'll it'll go through its like two or three day cycle and fade, and then somebody else will say something because they followed it up with. Uh, I mean, there was like Scorsese, and basically what he said was, uh, you know, like the, like all these comic book movies he tried to watch, and he didn't really get into them. They're not cinema to him. They're just these big spectacle things, something along those lines. Like he wasn't. It was. It wasn't the you know the the biggest dogging I've ever seen of a style of movie by any means. But he wasn't. He's not complimentary of them in any way, shape, or form either. He clearly it's not his style. Right. And he kind of played it off in one of those passive aggressive like you know I guess they're fine but I hate them you know 
Yeah. It was the feel to it, basically. Yeah. And so then Robert Downey Jr. responds, James Gunn responds, you get all that stuff. And most people kept it fairly civil for the most part. Right. Um, I think James Gunn's kind of the, the spokesperson for that. For the for the opposition, it seems yeah. like, and then once that died down, then Francis Ford Coppola came. I was going to say was, was flat out like, "Nope, I hate him. They suck." Yeah, you know, I don't remember his exact words, <laughs> but he pretty much went on the, like the the aggressive aggressive, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, against him. And then again, all the same people kind of come out and respond. And, and I'll just champion the James Gunn logic to it. Like, man, these guys make great movies, and it's not really fair if they're going to dog what other people are doing because you know they were they were they were the guys changing things at one point. And now things are changing again, but everybody can have their opinion, and I still like their movies, and I'm gonna still keep making mine. So yeah, I guess that's and that's the way I feel about it too. And this is like the same kind of discussion you can have with anything. This is the same thing I try to tell people about toy collecting and stuff all the time. Uh, it's okay to not like something. It's okay yep. to not collect a certain thing or watch a certain thing. But what's the harm in letting people like the things they like? Yeah. Exactly. I just don't understand why you have to like aggressively go after something and you know what I mean? Like whatever, you don't have to like it. And it's cool if you got an opinion to the contrary, but like let people like the things they yeah. like. Yeah. That's just my thing. Uh, so. You know, it'll be it'll be better when we as a society grow out of this, I guess. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but as as of now, as of today in 2019 still through all of history, I think every every generation has gone through the phase where they're trampling on people's lawns and then have eventually gotten to the phase yeah. where they just want people off their lawn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to agree with uh, Scorsese. Because that's how I feel about AEW. So I'm all in. Yeah, that's great. AEW, AEW is hot garbage. <laughs> They're they're Darren, just a like thrill it. ride. No, uh-uh. I'm done with it. <laughs> no, no, he's right. And you know what? And you know what? And you know what? Now I hate the Marvel movies. Whoa, I'm only I'm whoa. gonna live. Nope, I'm living off the Departed and Goodfellas and uh, <laughs> what, what Coppola make? Oh, The Godfather. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. That's all I'm watching ever again. And uh, I'll, I'll intersperse that with you know wrestling from like the 80s and mid 90s. <laughs> all right, that's. I'm fair. done. I'm done with all the rest of these. <laughs> Millennials and their hot garbage. Oh boy! Oh boy! All right, look what you did. <laughs> Whoever asked hey, this uh, question. Hey, uh, are you talking to uh, Kerouac? Yes. Scorsese. No, who's Scor- all of them? Okay. Scor- Scorsese, Coppola, call me. We'll do a. <laughs> we'll do a podcast. Oh, all right, great. So now we've even been booted from. Yep. Jared's not even allowed to like his friends I mean, anymore. Uh, well, I mean. Like you guys can still do the geek easy, but I'm gonna okay. go start something with uh, get off our lawns, <laughs> the lawn easy. <laughs> Amazing. All right, Jaime wants to know what podcasts we listen to. The Lawn Easy, starring oh, myself boy. and Francis Ford Coppola. Look forward to that. Subscribe on iTunes. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> <sighs> Um, I'll go ahead and start since yep. I since I since I was the first one to reach in for the chicken. I uh, I, I listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. I listen to um, uh, something to wrestle with with Bruce mm-hmm. Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard. I have uh, I, I used to listen to Stone Cold's a lot. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I do not anymore. His his he kind of stopped. He like stopped for a long time, and now he only does new ones every once in a while, and they replay a bunch of the old ones. Yeah. And uh, so every once in a while, I'll be like, oh, I wonder what he's done lately, and there'll be you know seventeen replays and one new one that I'm like, oh, I'll listen to that, maybe. Yeah. Um, I've really been listening to a lot of the two the two that are kind of outliers that I don't know. Who all knows about um, on purpose with Jay Shetty, 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 Jay Shetty. I think it's Shetty. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say his name. And um, writing excuses. There's a bunch of people on that one. Okay. Uh, okay. Brandon Sanderson, and um, he's the only one that comes to mind. He wrote the. Uh, he finished the Wheel of Time series, which is a huge Robert Jordan fantasy series. Okay. And he's 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 the new hot thing in fantasy writing right now gotcha gotcha cool yep all right john what do you got uh my my personal issue with podcasts in general is that i'm a completist no it's hard for me to get into a lot of them because (laughs) there's a billion episodes of them out there so let me let me clarify for everybody (laughs) when john says he's a completist he means he won't listen to a podcast that is good or some podcasts that have good guests. If he finds a podcast he wants to listen to, he goes back to episode one or the earliest episode he can find and and watch in order until he catches up. Yeah, I uh, I started, uh, man, how many years ago was it? I don't know. Uh, I, I listened to Dan Harmon's podcast, <laughs> Harmon like, Town, yeah. Yeah. which I think started in 2012, and I want to say I picked it up in like 2016 or 2017 and just caught up. <laughs> and, now, and now it's ending in like a month. Oh, you man. Know, well, at least you've listened to all of them. I was yeah, going to say, I got what there. a perfect experience. Yeah, yeah. I got there, and I made it, and, uh, you know, was it worth it? I don't know. I was driving anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> so sure. Uh, but, yeah, like, I do, I'm a big fan of Harmontown. Um, I listen to uh, Malcolm Gladwell's. I'm a season behind on that one, I think, but he's got one called Revisionist History, which he'll just go back and basically, like, pick out. Um, you know, kind of like, I don't know how to describe it necessarily, like news stories maybe that you, a lot of times stuff you didn't hear about, you know, might be like a crime story or it might be like a world event. And sometimes he'll focus just like on a person and kind of there, but he'll just sort of break down. And I don't know if you're familiar with Malcolm Gladwell. Not but he, he's a really good uh, writer. He's kind of in the, uh, sort of in the business realm, a lot of his stuff is. But he's super smart, and he will really kind of add a you know different perspective to how stuff works, and kind of break down um, the how tos and the whys of a story in a way that you know we're just not used to seeing mm-hmm. um, because everything's so superficial on most of the internet. Yeah, you, know, you just kind of get that top layer. Yeah, I kind of like the stuff that delves down. Big fan of uh, of uh, Adam Conover. Also, I, I've listened to some of his podcasts. Started to catch up and and haven't yet, or maybe never will. I don't know. But he's the guy who does Adam ruins everything. Yeah, so he's I've never a, listened to a podcast, but I loved that show. Yeah, and the podcast is basically kind of like the show. It's, yeah. it's more uh, long form on the interviews. He'll pick one expert and uh-huh. they'll just go through it for a while. But that one's super interesting. And then there's a few um, 
Like I listen to Dave Ramsey's a lot, but that's kind of that's one I don't have to listen to everything because that's kind of like that one. And there's a few kind of in the business realm or like the news or politics or current events realm where I can just like listen to what's going on that day because listening to three weeks ago doesn't matter anymore. Right, right, right. right, Or more specifically, three years ago. Right. Um, So there's a few kind of in that realm, but uh, from the from the ones I would really like recommend to anybody, I would say kind of like look for Malcolm Gladwell's. And um, the Adam Conover stuff is really good. And I cool. personally am a real big fan of Harmontown, but don't get into it now because it's going to be over. Because it's getting ready to end. weeks anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you feel like going back and listening to seven years worth. Yeah. Well, I've, I've got a lot of the same ones with, like, the wrestling stuff. Like, I used to listen to Austin's all the time, but I haven't in a long time. I know you're, you're yeah, the same I've way, I've Jones. listened to a ton of Bruce Pritchard's, Bruce Pritchard's and, and 83 Weeks, 83 but weeks. I started both of them at the first episode. So See, and, I, and I, with, those, I, with those, I totally feel comfortable just skipping around to whatever topics I want to listen to yep. because every episode's like a standalone yeah. show. So, like, I'll just kind of flip through and be like, oh... I'll listen to Bruce Pritchard talk about this era or this particular wrestler. Yeah. And then I can do the same thing with, with Bischoff's. Yeah. Oh, but for the record, I'm not advocating the way I yeah. do things. It's terrible and stupid and it really holds me back a lot. Yeah. I just can't necessarily break it. I will say with Harmon, like Harmontown really did go on a path. Yeah. Like that show started somewhere and grew okay. and, and following along with that. Like yeah. really, like it was basically like being in Dan Harmon's psyche for like seven years. <laughs> Through a lot of weird personal and worldwide events, you right. know, that occurred. Like, right. I would definitely say that one was a journey that I'm glad I took, even though it was dumb. Right. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, it's it's terrible doing it the way I do it. I started listening to Arn Anderson's, too. He's got one now. Oh, really? Because, um... Oh, that's new, isn't it? It's brand new, yeah. because it's with, uh, uh right, Conrad. Go. Conrad's jump doing... on that one. Yeah, and I listened to the first two episodes. I really liked it. Yeah. I really liked it. And, um, you know, Arn Anderson's a totally different different type of personality to yeah. listen to you know talking and he even kind of talks about in the first episode he's never done anything like this before so well, this he, is brand re- new for him he refused to break kfob yeah always like until this yeah so but i was super interested in everything yeah. he had to say but i've only listened to the first two episodes but that is brand yeah. new so maybe, maybe i should jump on that so you can point. jump on yeah. that yeah i've tried I'm listening gonna... to jr before and i couldn't get into i can't JR. listen to jr i, 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 just... I tried jr had his podcast <laughs> I know he does one with Conrad now. Yeah. Um, I I listened to a few of the ones he had with certain people. Like, he did one with Sting, and he mm-hmm. did one with a couple people that, like, hadn't been on Austin's. Right. Um, that I jumped on, and but I just don't like JR that way. <laughs> yeah. I don't like listening to JR. Like, if the King's not arguing with him, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Uh, so outside of the wrestling stuff, some of the other nerdy stuff I listen to, I listen to the Diz Unplugged every week, which is like a Disney Parks podcast that I really like. Um, I listen to uh, the I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at him laughing. Laughing at, you. at Jaren laughing at me. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I don't care. I like it. Um, I listen to the Purple Stuff podcast, which is they uh, they've gotten pretty regular on that. That's a real fun. Um, so that is. From Matt at Dinosaur Dracula and Jay from the Sexy Armpit is the name of their websites. X Entertainment, Matt. Do you remember X Entertainment? You used to visit that yeah. website all the time. So yeah. Matt's still around doing oh, stuff, cool. and that's his podcast. And it's just very nostalgia-driven. Like, every episode's got a topic. And they, especially around Halloween and Christmas, they do a lot of stuff that's like, uh, here's here's ten of our favorite like Halloween songs or ten of our favorite Halloween type movies and I don't know it's that kind of stuff but it's that's cool I love it yeah, I love yeah, it it's a lot awesome. of fun to listen to, um, and then 
You listen to your best friend Kevin Smith a lot, don't you? I do, yes. Kevin Smith. I listen to Hollywood Babylon quite a bit with Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman. Though it's gotten pretty um, sporadic lately because Kevin is so busy doing so much stuff now that the podcasting isn't quite as uh, much his job anymore. Yeah. Like a lot of his other stuff, like even Fat Man on Batman's not really his show anymore, you know? Like it's he had a co-host who's now like basically the main host because uh, that dude's a busy dude. But I do, I do enjoy listening to his podcasts. And then, uh, and that'll all slow down, and he'll be back. I mean, you right? Know, exactly. Right. He'll always have that to fall back on. Yep, so, yeah. um, Disgraceland. Have you ever heard of Disgraceland? Oh. So it's a true crime podcast that's specifically about like musicians. Oh, well, and that's like cool. the crazy lifestyles and things yeah. that have happened. Sometimes it's about murders. Sometimes it's about crazy stuff that they got involved with. Uh, that one's another one that's not like always regular like it's one of those ones where like every now and then i'll pop in and see if they've posted any episodes and then i'll binge all those episodes the new ones i haven't listened to yet um but if you like true crime podcasts that's a pretty good one that's pretty cool that release schedule is like that's one of the other reasons i love gladwell so much because he does like 10 a year and he'll do them in like one chunk but it's like Man, I can catch up on ten really easy. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Like sometimes that'll just be one of those things where I'll like pop on at work and I'll be like, "Oh, well, my whole day's made. I'll just yeah, listen to all yeah. these, all these Disgraceland episodes a today." There's a ton of great, really cool true crime podcasts yeah. out there, but I, I like, and I will. I mean, I will always keep those in my, in uh, like on my queue or something like that somewhere, or like where I can dive into them. But I get into that like when I start to do that, I sit down and be like, oh, "I'll pop these on for today." And after about three of them, no matter which ones I'm listening to, I'm just like, "Ah, oh, I feel sick." about everything (laughs) i know sometimes it's a little rough and a little hard to listen to but i I like them too yeah oh they're great that was a good question very good it was really cool to kind of spread the word on other shows so maybe if you like any of those or any of those sound cool you can check those out but only after you subscribe to us first and let us know what you guys are listening to (laughs) yeah yeah take recommendations exactly i'm always down to hear about new stuff to listen to check out the competition (laughs) <laughs> the competition. All right. Last question today comes from Anthony Hernandez. He wants to know what we want for Christmas. <laughs> Christmas is coming up, guys. The holidays are approaching. What do you want for Christmas this year? My two front teeth. You already uh, have those. My answer. You also have uh, those already. My son needs those. World peace. <laughs> world, world peas. World peas? <laughs> uh, let's see. I want... I want to, uh, what's the the Wii U, what's the thing right now? What's the, the Switch? Switch? The Switch, that's you want a it, switch. I want a Switch. That's a good and one. And the, the Contra game. Oh, the new Contra. Oh, yeah, the new yeah. Contra. The thing that I wanted that was going to be my thing for Christmas was that Turtles arcade machine, and then I bought one for myself. <laughs> so that's always a problem yeah. with me that my wife gets real mad at me about is that like it's hard to buy me stuff because I just buy it. Or I either buy it or like I cover it on my channel, so <laughs> <laughs> it gets hard sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a couple Switch games specifically that I have not bought yet, so that there are options to buy me for Christmas. Like I really want to play that new uh, Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening, which is like the remake of the Game Boy one. I that's been out for like a month now, and I have I've refrained from picking it up because that's a good idea for Christmas, <laughs> Christina. If you're listening, <laughs> yeah, I get like I mean I've got the the daddest take on yeah. Christmas you could possibly have probably, but I yeah. feel like I've had it since before I had kids because there just comes to a point where like, I, I love the season, yeah, but I don't like, I mean, if there's things I really, really want, I don't have to wait until a day. That's exactly. No, or, you're totally right. I can't get them anyway, you know? So it's like, like nowadays, like if, if, 
if my kids have a good day and are grateful, no, nope, that's a great right. Christmas for me. I know you know? that's that sounds super cliche and everything yeah. for a parent to say, but it's the truth. That's well, all I really I, care about yeah, on Christmas. And, and so I, I got it from my. I think I got it from my dad from for years and years now. He's always said because we always try to. My parents are hard to buy for, and yeah. They don't really give you any hints or anything yeah, like that. My dad's always been yeah, that way too. Yeah, and, yeah. He, and he told me years ago, "Look, son, if there's something out there I want, I already have it. <laughs> and if I don't have it yet, you can't afford it." Yeah, so, <laughs> that's always my thing. The, the things that I always want for Christmas are the things that like I just haven't been able to buy yet because they're expensive. Like I would love a new camera. Yeah, a new camera for my my job, my Pixel Dan job. Yeah, but that's gonna be like eight hundred dollars minimum, yep. minimum. Yep. <laughs> and nobody's gonna be able to spend eight hundred dollars on a camera yeah. for me. Yep. So, so what usually happens, like if I really push that hard enough, they'll all get me gift cards that I can use towards buying yeah. Yeah. a camera or something. Yep. And I'm totally cool with that. Like yeah. that's that helps. Yep. That helps. And so. I also like I still get great gifts every year, but they're always like they're the, they're the little things from the unexpected sources. Yes, absolutely. You know, stuff like that. Like uh, like I don't buy everybody I know gifts and, and you know, there was a while where I think like we were buying you know, every, like friends were all buying each other gifts and stuff like right. that. But then we know a lot of people, so it yeah. gets kind of cumbersome. Right. So I will always around the Christmas season if I see something that really speaks to me for someone I know, right. I'll try to grab it for them. And every once in a while, something like that will get returned or whatever. Uh, or you know, it's you know the little things that people take time to make, or just when they, you know, you know, I got a I got a rock a few years ago from my sister in law that she picked up when she was on vacation, and it's just this little weird like Star Wars like theme painted. Rock, you know, but it's one of those like she's not into that at all. She doesn't know anything about that, but she saw that and went, "Oh, he'll probably like that. I'll get it for him for Christmas." And then held on to it for three months. And I was like, "This is awesome. It's a paperweight, yeah, Yay. you know." That's but cool. it, that's the kind of thing that I that I like. So I can't tell you what I want because I won't know it till I see it. Yeah. yeah. So we had like the first year that I had a job and my little brother was working and. Uh, oh, I, I was married, so like I was in a two-income home, and yeah. my mom had no kids. Sponging off her in the house. Right. Christmas was insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we, we seriously, we spent all morning opening presents. And, you know, everybody, in, in, in my house, like, everybody takes a turn and everybody watch, watches each person open yeah, and we go through. Yeah, that's what you do at uh, Christina's yeah. parents' house. And that weirds and, me out. Yeah. I'm always like, why does everybody have to watch me? Why do I don't, that's, like, yeah. That's how we've always yeah. done it. Um, and so it's like two in the afternoon and we're finished opening presents and like, we all look around and we're like, this is, this is great. We're all very great. Like it happened like in unison yeah. where we're all like, this is great. And we're all very grateful. Um, this can't be Christmas anymore. Like this is the one, this <laughs> yeah. is because this is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so we stopped doing presents after that. And we started like like we take a trip together, or That's do awesome. like a family trip yep. thing. Um, so what I want for Christmas is an episode of the Geek Easy recorded remote after we spent the day at the Galloping Ghost. Oh, we should do the Galloping Ghost. That is very doable. We will make that happen. <laughs> Probably can't do it on Christmas Day. Well, not, no, not, not Christmas on, Day. Oh, okay, okay. Not Christmas Day. We can just give that to Jaren as his present for a future. Like, we're gonna do this. Oh, we'll give him a certificate it's, that he can turn uh, can, in for a chance. I want a coupon. He gets a coupon book. I want a. I want a. Jaren a coupon book. I want a craft paper coupon. 
<laughs> That's but, a good um, idea. Yeah. Blue and glitter. No, I'm way in. I'm on board. I haven't been to the Galloping Ghost in a while. I would like to do that again. If you guys don't know, the Galloping Ghost is an amazing arcade that's in the Chicago area. I think it's actually Brookfield, yeah, Illinois, like yeah. but it's yep. near Chicago. Uh, but I think it's like the largest or one of the largest arcades in the country. Like 600 cabinets. Oh, uh, it's unbelievable. It's $20 to get in and then it's free play arcades all day and they're open until one o'clock in the morning. And it's just, it's, they pretty much have everything you can think of. It's amazing. Yeah. So they even have pancakes right across the street. Yeah. They have an amazing yeah. diner across the street. You're not too far from like Giordano's. If you want Chicago style pizza, or is that how you say it? I yeah. Would, yeah, Giordano's. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. we're gonna do it. That's happening. Yeah, I want to go really bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that, and then we'll tell you guys all about it. Yeah, that's right. That'll be the podcast. <laughs> we spent all day play. Here's the games we played <laughs> <Yeah>. today, guys. <laughs> Uh, you can also we'll put up a we'll put up a link. You can request for us to play games, and we'll and we can uh, talk about them. Yeah, we'll, that's t- we'll tell you a our really experience. Fun idea. That's a fun idea. Well, that's got to happen for sure. That's got to <laughs> yeah. happen. Well, make sure we get some good video footage and stuff too that we can put in the video version of the podcast. Ooh, I love uh, it. I love that's it. That's a good I make idea. Sure my prescriptions up to date. Before that's right. Then. Yes, yes, yes please. Broke you broke your glasses last time you were there. Well, I beat John. <laughs> In WrestleFest, in WWF WrestleFest, he was Hogan and I was Ultimate Warrior, and I beat him in a match, and he pulled his glasses off his face and bent them in half. I was just, I, it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I was, I didn't think, I was like, is this real life right now? Like, why? I was, uh, you were confused. I was real confused. <laughs> I got exactly what I wanted out of that moment, which is just like, I was like, why, why, yeah, why, yeah. why, why are you breaking your glasses? How are you going to see games for the rest of the day now, John? This, he's a maniac. He's a maniac. I wanted to win. Well, <laughs> a warrior can't beat Hogan. That was ridiculous. All right, guys. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us for another episode. Uh, I know we didn't get to all the questions. We actually had a lot this time. So, hey, uh, if you want to ask them again next time, we'll always uh, – there's always a chance that we will answer your questions here on the show. So just head over to Facebook.com, do a search for Geek Easy Podcast, and hit the like button. Uh, if you guys are watching the video version of the show here on YouTube, do us a solid and hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, and leave a comment. And yes, you have to do all three of those things, because that's what YouTube requires. So do all those things and hopefully help spread the word on the podcast here on YouTube. If you guys prefer to listen to the audio versions, that's okay too. Just make sure whatever podcasting platform you use, be it Stitcher or iTunes or Spotify or Google Play, that you guys follow us and rate us and review us and all that good stuff. Gentlemen, any final words for our audience tonight, today, whatever time they're listening? Thanks for listening (laughs) or watching. You stole mine. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. And until next time. The Geek Easy Podcast is a production of PixelDan.com. Musical tracks used in the intro and outro are used with full permission of the respective owners or creators. Intro and outro narrations are provided by me, Brian T. Stevenson. PixelDan.com's The Geek Easy Podcast is provided for entertainment purposes only. The views expressed are those solely of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily represent those of PixelDan.com or any other party. Be sure to join us next time for another installment of the Geek Easy Podcast.